welcome in everyone. Um, Alex really hesitated on my mic there, so I kind of hesitated, but we're going to keep going. Hope you all had a good break and watched some good movies over that break. We have some big news about what happened here over the break. Portals to alternate dimensions have actually opened up, so we're joined by our multiverse counterparts here today. There's like 10 Spider-Men, three Iron Men. One of them is the uh, Tom Cruise Iron Man that was going to happen. I am Iron Man! <laughs> some assorted villains. He is here, so you might hear from him throughout the day. Uh, some assorted villains, of course, and special guest here on the show, of course, from another universe. We have friend of the show, and in that universe, it is her birthday, Brayden Haynes. In this universe, it's actually not her birthday, so don't wish her happy birthday. <laughs> Who has joined us here to discuss Marvel Phase 3 today on Through the Lens. But before we get into that, of course, we have to cover all the news we missed over the break and all the news from all the other universes. Yeah, uh, we're definitely not doing that because if we covered all the news we missed and 11 movies, this would be a four-hour podcast. And I only just got people to listen to the so, La Land episode. So, so here's the thing. Since I misread Far From Home as No Way Home, that's why I wrote the intro kind of as multiverse. It still worked, though. It, 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 it works fine. I, I, I was going to do some intro about Dread It, Run From It. Uh, have to do, this one, this phase is fine. Either way, I Next quite liked it. Is that I one. quite liked it, Davis. I think it was it was very very good. Your intros have been popping lately. As have our episodes. Mm. Got a lot got a lot of texts about how people have really liked our recent crop of episodes. One that included Braden. Oh, so that was the hair. It's not because episode. of you. It's because <laughs> of me. I mean, I got a text that said, uh, "Great episodes, great guests." Oh, plural. wow. Oh. So it is plural. because of you. It is because so, of you. There's your birthday present. I, I just know. made that up just for you. Uh, I didn't make it <laughs> up. He told me that before, so I know it's not a lie. Uh, Oh yeah! You think the I first time Alex you think has lied I couldn't before. lie twice, please? Uh, I don't think you could. I've known this guy for like twenty years. He, like, he's he's a liar. You just keep adding numbers. To <laughs> the final question: Me and Alex have known uh, each other for a hundred years. Birth. I remember when we saw Gone with the Wind together. We, in we came out the womb together. Uh, what? It's a, it's a phrase, you, Alex. You went too far, Davis. He you doesn't went too want to far. be related to you. I don't know about that one. I don't know if we could pass it off. Yeah. Our yeah. hair our hair looks a little different. Yeah, and this would be the first time siblings didn't look alike. Come on. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. You don't got my eyebrows, Davis. Me, you see me and Jackson, same person. Look, let's let's keep it go. Let's keep it pushing here, buddy. Dave, Davis Davis is mad that the 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 um facade of uh-huh. him having amazing eyebrows to all of our listeners has been shattered. <laughs> I, there's no episode where like, oh my, I've been I'm just combing my eyebrows today. They look really good. Oh, it's so good to be back, isn't it? My goodness. <laughs> I know. I, I detest school, so love winter break, but I miss the podcast. Here's the thing. It is good to be back, but I know by the two-hour mark, I'm going to be, like, falling asleep over here. <laughs> I've gotten many – so my grandma <laughs> told me about that over the break. She's like, your, your uh, co-host, what is his name, Davis? He's always so tired. He should go to bed earlier. <laughs> the thing is, I do go to bed early. I, I don't know about that. She said she listens to some of our episodes twice. So Aww. She walks around the house listening. She does indeed while she walks her dog and all that nonsense. It's a lot, a lot of fun. She loved the Harry Potter episodes. Was a big fan. That's really Big cute. fan. We're going to bring her on? Uh, I don't know if that could work, but we'll we'll find we'll find we'll figure way. it out. We'll find out. I, I got talking her through Zoom will be a very difficult challenge. But what I, do you call I, your grandmother? What? What do you call your grandmother? Grandma. Okay. Oh. I thought something like Gammy or something. No, no, no. She was she was just grandma, and then there was my other grandma who's also grandma. Yeah, oh. She had nicknames all of, confusing. No, no, yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, she she had nicknames all. She called me candy corn because I really liked candy corn. So that was pretty cool. That's true. She sent me really she like sent me the candy corn. corn for Christmas or for Halloween. It's pretty awesome. Anyway. We oh lord we're running out of time already. Um, trivia though, Are you, is the recording going? Yes, it's okay, going. Good. Lord have mercy. That would have been that would have been four good minutes just down yeah, down I the would, drain. I would have got up and left. No, <laughs> Davis. Um. So anyway, we got some trivia from last episode, the Lawland Whiplash episode. Um. 
Two Christmas-themed trivia questions here. Who directed the two thousand, the year, the year two thousand live-action remake of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Anybody? Was that the Was that the trivia question? Yes, that was one. I don't remember. There's two. That. Anybody? Is it Ron Howard. That's correct. That's correct. You were like on. You, I think you are the third guest to get the trivia question right because obviously Grayson got the Nosferatu one beforehand, <laughs> and then I think I Josh got last the last one, which was. Some weird. Oh, it was the it was the it was the uh, the oil book or whatever that none of us had ever oh, heard yeah. of, which was good. And then the next one, we'll see if you get this one too. In the movie Reindeer Games, how does the gang of thieves dress to rob a casino? Were these actually the trivia questions? Yes. Was I here? Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember was these. I here? Davis was. I mean, I don't that, that was a two hour and eleven minute episode. So you were probably asleep by then. I might have. Been. Hey man, I don't know I don't about know. that one. I've never seen the movie. Is that the I one with either. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, you that? No, that's Jingle All the Way. The oh. answer is Santa Outfits. I was gonna guess it. Wow, let's, well, yeah, you, sh- you, you should have guessed so. it, Braden. Wow. And I was gonna, I, don't know, I was gonna bet obvious. on the winning numbers for the lottery. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> were you? Were you? Braden, I was st- uh, nominated as the station manager of the year. Clearly not the trivia contestant of the year. Okay. So. I just, just, anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't. Anyway, on to the news. Not a lot. Try to thin it down. We're definitely not going to talk about stuff that happened over the break because we'd be here forever. But according Fine. to Deadline, Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell have been cast in a new rom-com from Easy A and Fired Up director Will Gluck. I mean, I'll be there. I'll be there. Glenn Powell, pretty cool. Uh, I actually haven't seen Euphoria, so I don't really know if Sidney oh. Sweeney's good or not. She's but good. I know, I, know yeah. I know people on TikTok love her, but that, I guess that's not maybe not a good metric for no. measuring those things. But I, the rom-com episode last year was fun. I like rom-coms if they're good. I like Easy A. I like um. There was a Glenn Powell one. Set it up. Yes. Yeah. So good. I watched it, it over really the summer. Good. It's so good. Loved it. So yeah, there's that. Maybe we'll talk about it on our Valentine's Day themed episode if we have one this year. Oh. I think set up for Valentine's Day this year is uh, Planet of the Apes. Not sure we're gonna are we gonna work that. How that. romantic. We can, uh, we can do Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can shift things around if needed. Also, speaking of pe- things that people on TikTok love, Wednesday has been renewed for a second season on Netflix. Still haven't seen it. I haven't either. I saw the first My mom episode. watched it. She liked it. First episode? Is it good? Bad? No. It was okay. My mom liked it. Oh, My the, brother liked it. And your mom hates children's movies, so that says... That's not... That's that's a, a broad brush Which one did she hate? My mother Which with. one did she hate? Well, she didn't like... She doesn't like Mulan. She doesn't like Lion King. Okay, so... <laughs> how she doesn't broad, like Treasure Planet. How broad she was it, She doesn't like Davis? Spongebob. She loves Tangled. Next thing you say, she doesn't like Lilo and Stitch. I think she liked Lilo and Stitch. Okay, okay. She liked that one fine. Okay, okay. Huh. But still... I'm just... Look... I, that's too broad, but you don't like Lion King. Uh, look, move on, man. I don't look. Who, I, I'm not. My who mom. doesn't get you, up and clap when they when they tell this. us that they're going to make a man out of you? I, so good, <laughs> so good. Anyway, anyway, I can't answer for her crimes. That's true. You can't. Speaking of crimes, according to Deadline, Paul Mescal will star as the lead in Ridley Scott's Gladiator sequel. I'm a fan of that. I like him. I, I don't know who that is. He's in Normal People, the mm-hmm. show, After oh, Sun, the Finley movie. Finley quite likes Normal People. Interesting. No. See, I don't have a beef with Paul Mescal because I don't know who that guy is. He's in is. After Sun. However, she just said that. Did you say After Sun or did you say Normal People? I said both. Ooh. Dave's been paying attention already. We're only seven minutes in. I will, get, be- I will get a Finley. Why is there a Gladiator sequel? Uh, it ended perfectly. But there's more than one Gladiator but, in the world. No, but it's about his son. Yeah. Hmm. Bad. Gladiator's son. Is it called Gladiator 2? Is that what it's going to be called? Uh, uh, <laughs> Gladiators? 
Oh. No. They do the, they do the dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to make so much money. It's only going to cost a fortune. Um, also, the first poster for Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid, starring Joaquin Phoenix. It'll be releasing in theaters this April 21st. And then the trailer also dropped. It, the synopsis reads, quote, a decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Anybody see that trailer? The, yeah. yeah, but the poster is terrible. Yeah, the poster is it's not great. It's not great. However, I, I mean... We, we, we've said this about a few directors in the past. Ari Aster probably, I got blind faith in that guy. I do too. I mean, even Midsummer wasn't like, cause I saw somebody on Twitter say this, like, even if they didn't like Midsummer and Hereditary, which I liked both of them, you can still recognize that they're like awesome. And he clearly put a lot of thought and creativity and yeah. direction behind it. So like. It's different. Yeah. And it's got Joaquin Phoenix, who is awesome. So mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. go see it. I'm probably gonna freak out because there's gonna be some scary going on. Obviously, <laughs> it was originally gonna be called like Unpleasant Boulevard or something, wasn't it? Oh yes, it was. It was. That's right. I remember There's that. Some, ti- I remember some things. I remember that title from actually talking about it in the news segments many episodes ago. Wow, so that's I, what, I remember a few things. Full so, circle. So speaking of that, um, just not to not to argue that the news segments are the most important part of the show, but I'll argue it again. Um, Sutton is actually listening to our episodes way back. He just mm-hmm. got through our war episode with Chris. Actually, that's a good one. And he said the news segments are fun because you can, like, it gets, like, prophetic because, like, we'll say, oh, this is going to – or, like, when we talked about the No Way Home leaks, and I was like, it's not going to happen, Dave. And then it all happened. It all happened. <laughs> it was quite an embarrassing moment for me. I, it should have been because I knew I was right. You were like, I've got this inside source. and Yeah, because uh, it was a video. It's like, this is obviously not fake. And you'd be like, that's fake. That's so real. fake. I Look, man, I didn't believe it, but I was wrong. It was so obvious Andrew Garfield was lying. That's true. Yeah. That's and this, he didn't believe me. I had well, all the leaks. Yeah, but be, arguing with you is all. Uh, I will say to back that up. Sutton also says the best points are when he he said when you get unruly. So arguing with you is is our best stuff too. <laughs> there you go. Maybe I'll just argue for the sake of arguing. Speaking of, actually, Not that, as doesn't, fun. that doesn't relate to this at all. John Williams composed a new score titled "Of Grit and Glory" for the College Football Playoff National Championship, which debuted with <laughs> the game on Monday night. And I gotta say, it was awesome and probably the only good thing about that. game. I had the game muted. But <laughs> I the, didn't watch it. But the theme. It was good. I don't know how John Williams is still doing it because he's like 100, but they must have paid him a lot put, of money. They put his brain into the computer like that guy from Marvel. Oh, uh, oh. Zola. Yeah. He's, I, he's composing through like FL Studio. All I know is he's like, I only do Star Wars and only do the mainline Star Wars. And he's like, I'll do Fablemans and I'll do the Coswell playoffs. He's just having fun. Hey, man. The Fablemans theme was pretty good, too. He's just having yeah, fun. John, John Williams but is But it didn't awesome. win original score. Yeah. Well, Babylon did. We're going to get to that I, at, the, at the very end, it. actually. Um, we will certainly cover that. James Cameron Titanic, speaking of Valentine's Day, will return to the big screen in 4K 3D for a limited time on Whoa, February 10th three. to celebrate. The ship's. The, no, the ship's sinking. He's coming right at me. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate the film's 25th anniversary, just again padding the box office numbers yeah. of one of the biggest movies of all time. I don't know. Is it like three and a half hours long? Yeah, it's a yes. long movie. It's very uh, long. I'm not seeing that. Thing. I mean, no. I not, will. I, I, really pushing it. For I, I don't know if I can. I will say, I wonder, I've seen it remastered once, twice, whatever. Can they finally remaster and make the CGI of the ship actually look good? Because like, it never did look good, but that's because it was 1997. But to this day, it still doesn't. I thought they actually just filmed the ship sinking. Well, okay, actually, he did build, like, a bunch of models in, in along with the CGI at the very end. I was it, being facetious. Okay, Alex, fair, enough, but, fair okay. enough, fair enough. Whatever, man. Anyway, director Matt Reeves, this is something to get you excited about, Davis, says that the upcoming Penguin series starring Colin Farrell will be, directly, will be tied directly into the Batman sequel. Quote, there's actually a whole little fabric of things we're wanting to do, the way we're doing with the Penguin, and how that comes back into how, into how that will lead into the sequel. I'm really excited for this Penguin series because Colin Farrell was awesome. I love 
unrecognizable too. Love Colin Farrell. He's also yeah, he's also just great in general. But in, I think he had I think, a good speech at the Golden Globes. He did. He was he amazing did. in Banshees of Inisherin. I still haven't seen it. Amazing. I know. I need. I need to. I know. I need good. to. Obviously. But yeah, that's gonna be pretty exciting. He's full as... on Irish in it. It's awesome. Ah, isn't he? Isn't he Irish? Well, he is Irish. Yes. So he's not like hiding his accent. <laughs> oh, okay, I mean. okay. So it's much better than that Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise one called like Far and Away. Oh, I was talking about like... the one where Brad Pitt's Irish. No, that's uh, that's um. Oh my goodness! Come on, I know. Alex. I it's. <sighs> Come on, <sighs> snatch. Dang it! <laughs> I almost had it. I had it. It was an S word, but I was like spiral. And I'm like, no, that's a really bad Chris Rock Saw movie. Spiral. Don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Because because in that one, Saw's a really just a you good guy gags. because he just he just kills corrupt cops, and it's like what? Yeah, and then like we're supposed to feel bad for Chris Is Rock's that- dad, who's also a corrupt cop, and I'm like maybe, maybe. And it went in Die Hard where he was like, oh, I shot a kid. You're like, what? I don't like you anymore. <laughs> was, yeah. Wait, wait. Was that – In Die Hard, the cop at the end, he was like, yeah, they took me off because I shot a kid. Oh, yeah. And, and you're, you're like, whoa. Whoa. Turn. Yeah, he had a BB gun, so I, I pulled out the Glock. And we're like, That's wait crazy. a minute. Wait a minute. I remember that. In our, in our Christmas episode, we talked about that because it was just a crazy. Every, everything circles back. I know. Guys, you should all listen to our episode five times each. <laughs> It's like you it's, catch hidden clues. So the thing exactly. is, it's like Marvel movies. You have to listen to every episode so you get all the references. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Tom Cruise is going to walk in and do the, the voice I the, am Iron for Man. The, for the very first episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> Easily our greatest soundbite of I, all time. Alex has taken over doing the accent now, or the impression. Because you, you did all the other impressions, like what? That I- was my impression originally. I know, it was, yeah. But yeah, you, you did Alex's a bunch of- now. Hey, what can I it's say? It's okay. I'm giving it to you. I'm, I saw, oh, speaking of Tom Cruise, I saw a tweet um, over the week. That was like I can't wait till Tom Cruise finishes uh, the latest Mission Impossible and then goes into his old man acting phase. And I honestly can't imagine that. Like but I'm Tom also, Hanks just being in I bad also movies. can't imagine like seventy year old Tom Hanks flying off a motorcycle again. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> said could. that it'll finally push him to like do a movie like uh, Magnolia, that movie where he's that crazy public speaker who does that. Remember when he got the guy when the guy dies on the hospital bed? Yes. He's like the- it's Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Alex, you know people can't see you. Right <laughs> you can visualize it. You can visualize it by the laughter in the background. You know what's happening. Anyway, a new poster for Marvel's Ant-Man, The Wasp, Quantumania, Davis. I'm so excited for this movie. I'm kidding. Has been released on the trailer dropped during the CFB National Championship. It might have been the only other good thing about that uh, game. It got a, really, got a lot of funny tweets where people were like, wow, it's centering about a father and his daughter. This is so unprecedented. And I'm like, you guys need to see more movies. Or better yet, see the other Ant-Man movies, because that's kind of the whole point of the first and second one, too. Did you guys see the trailer? I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming you both did. I watched Thoughts? The Natty. Uh, Jonathan Majors is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I like Jonathan Majors. I like Jonathan Majors. I mean, Actually, any, I any... love Jonathan Majors. Oh, there you go. He's going to be in Creed 3. I bet you're so excited for that. Yeah, and he was in Last Black Man in San Francisco. That's right. And he was in The Five Bloods, which was really good. Ooh, that's right. That's right. I remember him. And he was in Lovecraft Country, which I haven't watched. But and so. he was in Devotion. Are we just naming Jonathan Majors movies? Yeah, why not? <laughs> might, might as well just keep on naming them. I mean, but, I mean it good. looks. What do we got? What do we think? I, yeah. Uh, cautiously optimistic. I'll watch it. I think That's it, all I'll, say. I'll watch it. I think, um, specifically having watched the MCU movies back to back, which does lend itself to getting a, a different perspective on the movies since they're so close together. Like it's just another one we're gonna like. Oh, oh my gosh, Scott Lang's gonna die. No, he's not. What if he does? No, he's not. Drax is gonna die. Well, yeah, duh. Because yeah. Dave Batista said, "I'm done." What if Paul Rudd wants to be in Clueless too or something? Paul Rudd is not going. No, 
There's no like they like they're not no, but this is just Marvel. This is every single time they pick this big up fight scene and then nothing really happens. Which we'll get to with Endgame, which is the most cataclysmic war of all time, and two people get got in that whole movie. I'm about to make. I'm just gonna make the most like insane uh, prediction, okay? Just so we can look back on and be like, Dave was really wrong. Scott Lang's gonna die, right? But then the first person to walk through from an alternate universe is Scott Lang from another universe, and he's back. That I do think. Don't say that could happen because it's not gonna happen. No, I mean, there's been like rumors that their big plan for Secret Wars is to bring everybody back, including Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. So you're gonna let these people die? Well, I mean, I mean, when we go through these later and go through the box office numbers, like Phase Three, when everybody was at, I mean, these movies made so much money. Like Ant Man and the Wasp almost made seven hundred million dollars, which is crazy for that bland of a movie. movie. And we'll certainly get to that, but it's just, I mean. And they haven't really made that. I mean, Eternals flopped. Shang-Chi didn't make that much money. Black Widow flopped. No Way Home made a lot of money, but Thor Love and Thunder did not make a lot of money. Multiverse of Madness did not make as much money as I think they were expecting it to. Wakanda Forever made a lot of money, but will it make a lot of money? I mean, this year, comic book movies have finally been kicked off the pedestal by Avatar and Top Gun Maverick. Two sequels to movies that do not hold a lot of, do not hold a very high standard in the public sphere. Top Gun is not very good. The original Top Gun is not very good, and the Fox? original Avatar. Do you think? Do you think Top Gun's good? No, but I. Think we need to make. We got. We got to make sure our guest gets a sort right. of quote of words in. Right. What? I'm listening. I'm so enthralled by what you're saying. Don't wow. lie. Don't lie to Alex. Wow. <laughs> I think we underestimate how much old people like Top Gun. Because mm. I went to see it with my family and my brother, and I hated it, but my parents were like mystified. That's fair, but still, it made so much money anyway. You know, it's not just the old crowd that's got to make the money. I mean. Young people still have to keep going to see it, and it still yeah. made so much. Old I mean, more propaganda did it. I mean, Multiverse of Madness basically advertising the fact that an X Men character was going to show up. I mean, Mordo was going to pull up. How many Doctor Strange were going to see? Wanda, everything, and it still didn't cross a billion. Which I kind of like Multiverse of Madness. Spider Man No Way Home crossed a billion, or Spider Man Far From Home crossed a billion without even trying. That movie just did it. And like anyway, it's just a whole other thing entirely. But I think we're going to talk about that a bit later. I think it's just very interesting because I like you make that joke. Oh, this is a funny prediction. I don't think it's crazy for them to do stuff like that because I think they what recognize they get, like, their time is running out. What if instead of Paul Rudd, they get like mm, no, he was already in one. Paul Rudd adjacent. Jason Sudeikis. Yes, I could see it. I, I like Jason Sudeikis. He's, He's funny. doing that dance in the "What's Up with That" videos for SNL. Oh my goodness! <laughs> What's up with that video? Uh, skits are hilarious. It made, every time it made me laugh. I've I watched so many of them. He's so funny. He is indeed. Also, a new trailer for season three of The Mandalorian will drop during the NFL Wild Card game between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on ESPN on January sixteenth. <laughs> They're still doing that. We the Mandalorian. Yeah, Davis is very Star Wars out. Braid Mandalorian thoughts. Excited. Okay. It's good. good. I'm sh- I, I believe it is. I just like, I I don't care anymore. I know. I, 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 I remember. And I loved Star Wars. The, I Davis, I mean, we, we, went, we went opening night to see Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and laughed. I think that might have been the beginning of the end for me. It was the beginning of the end for most people because it was a terrible movie. I, I think I'll circle back to a point I made. We got a picture of Alex oh, has a lightsaber. That's true. And, yeah. and I wear a Yoda beanie. It? It's a whole yes. thing. No, that's not, even, that's not even the real one. I, I spent like $200 on a lightsaber. I'll admit. So did I. I mean, Excellent. We've I all done it. Did you build your own or did you pick one? Why do you keep doing the money? All right. Which which one? Luke's. Luke's? Bruh. Bland. Alex did Mace. Bland. Yeah. Purple. That's pretty good. For the win. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Decent choice. It could like more, you could have you could have been raised. Then it would have been <laughs> we would have been like that's a red flag. Ray. I got it like 
Rice Skywalker. Four years ago. Oh, okay, really? Interesting. Yeah, I went during COVID in the... Um... Mine isn't from Disney. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. It's from like a company who... Oh, it. yeah. So it's one of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, the, the ones from Disney are not good. When did we see it? Oh, I found it. It was like, yeah. I was... found it, I found it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I almost lit that thing up in the theater when Mace when Mace Windu's voice was. I was like, "Oh my god!" You should have. But I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to be I, that guy, <laughs> the one who gets yelled. So at. like, I didn't want to be that guy either. But I like laughed out loud when they said you're Palpatine. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. I was it like, was, ah! <laughs> it was so so good. I'll say this though, it was just, a fun time. It this, wasn't a good movie. It was it wasn't at all. To circle back, I think. The biggest issue was when John Favreau's like, "Yeah, um, season three, more cameos, more people from other un- that's other not like what we want." I know, and he said it, so he knows that's what people don't want. Chef from Chef's gonna you, show you up. Say, you say that, but th- this this is the same corporation that has no idea what any people want because this is the same corporation that saw the Force of Awakens reception was like, "JD Abrams, come on back!" <laughs> like th- this Mystery is box. like you you mi- you misunderstand. Who else is there to cameo? Like, remember when Davis? What did we talk Who, about? Grievous? Who who's gonna cameo? <laughs> they, like no, they've you, they've done all the glass they I could. I have no idea. I have no Captain Rex idea. Did he show up in Captain, Captain Rex is gonna show up at some point. Yeah, for sure. Captain well, then Rex, again, he should be dead by now. Grievous, no, he was, Grievous he was, is he was, dead. He was old in, in Rebels. So anyway, but the point the point stands. I'll, I'll you, look into you misunderstand it. how blind. Like remember that? What was that movie we were talking about where the execs tried to make? Uh, oh my gosh, they tried to make a Harry Tubman movie with a white person. Oh, that was when they tried to make Harry Tubman with uh, uh, Jen- Jennifer. No. Um. Julia Roberts. Exactly. What? They, were, was, they were gonna make a. They were like, oh, so we should make this Harry Tubman movie. They were like, okay, we can. But I think Julia Roberts should be Harry Tubman because nobody's gonna remember that she's black anyway. It was so long ago. Never underestimate. It almost happened. It almost happened in the nineties. Yep. Never underestimate the just complete lack of awareness of studio executives, and that extends to writers and directors as well. That'd be a crazy movie. Would you watch the Julia Roberts no. Harry Tubman movie? I gar- <laughs> I guarantee you, if the, if Disney distributed that, seven hundred million dollars. And then they'd hide Easy. it away from the public view. <laughs> Easily, that D- Disney, they they'd have like an Abraham Lincoln cameo at the end or something. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome! <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm guys, Abe. we did it. We did, uh, guys. I'm we, pretty we, honest. We de-aged Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that'd be awesome. They get Daniel Day Lewis to reprise his role. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would be there. I'm opening honest, day. <laughs> I'm honest, Abe. He's not British. My fault. I'm trying to remember what's the scene where he starts smacking the table and like oh, no, no 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 he shows up and then the po- and then the post credit scene is they like they flip a coin and it's a penny and it's off <laughs> and it sets up the sequel or something it's MLK and he has oh that'd be crazy I'd I'd go see it just for that like he flips a penny and goes I'm Martin but you can call me MLK <laughs> oh, no. oh, that'd be crazy. They'd call it like the culture collection or something. Oh, no, man. No, man. They'd be like, I'm Martin and I have a dream. <laughs> oh, that'd be it. Oh, my God. Just like, just like when the, king, when the Kingsman did, oh, this is my friend, Adolf Hitler. Crazy. Worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, with that, guys, a quick run through of the Golden Globes and then we'll certainly move on from here. Just going to run down the big ones. Best motion picture, the Fableman's one, best drama, but that's because everything ever all at once was classified as a comedy, which is some baloney. It, was, it had some funny moments. Okay, and yeah. the fa- the Fableman's had me chuckling a few times, so. I haven't seen So? So? <laughs> I El- Elvis was a laugh-out-loud movie, and that was a drama. Yeah. Ugh. So I'm just saying. <laughs> so therefore, then, Everything Ever All Once lost to the Banshees of Inishirin. In- Inishirin. Which, which, again, really based on everything I've heard, probably deserves yeah. it, but. I think Everywhere Ever All Once should get it over that, but Banshees really? of Inishirin is really good. The point is, though, Everything Ever All Once should have been the drama, and it should have won. Yeah. Or, is Banshees of Inishirin. Is it's, it funny? Yeah, it's like a dark okay. comedy. Okay, okay. Fair it has Brendan Gleeson. 
And Colin oh Farrell. yeah, I love Brendan Gleeson. Awesome. Do you know what it's about? Uh, no. I'll. I will. We'll I'll talk s- about it later. Fine. I'm just. We got. We got a lot to get through, Davis. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> My goodness. Austin Butler won as Elvis, and his speech was as Elvis as well. That was pretty but cool. He just talks like that now. I that's know. Him. I know. It's hilarious. He was also the Teletubbies kid. He was the. He was the son. He was. A, he was a. He was, what? He was, that is the, not the baby true. that was the son. It was, was Austin Butler. No. <laughs> that's a joke. Why would you make that up? Because <laughs> I've seen it on Twitter once. He was, he was he was a background character in Nesta Classified. I know that. I'm just, I'm actually googling now if Austin Butler was the Teletubbies. He's son. not no, the he Teletubbies wasn't. baby. It's a girl. Uh, are you sure? Are, are you sure? Yeah, Alex. I, I are feel you like, sure? Yeah, show us. Are I you know sure? you're still typing over there because you don't have it. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, dang. Oh. <laughs> You don't trust us? Who is it? Just some random person? Yeah, some, yeah, ra- some, some random person. Anyway, Kate Blanchett won me, for Ta- one as Lydia Tarr in Tar. That was Best Actress. Then Colin Farrell won for Ban- Banshees of Inishirin. Michelle good. Yeoh won for Everything Ever All yeah. at Once. Good, Yay! Kaywee Kwan won for Everything Ever All at Once for awesome. Best Yay. Supporting Actor. Awesome. Now this one, a little controversy here. Uh, Angela Bassett won for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever as Best Supporting Actress, which, considering the crop... Of people there, I would say yes, except Stephanie Sue from Everything Ever All at Once was not nominated. She was the bagel girl, so uh, yes. some baloney. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis instead got nominated, and I'm like, did these yeah. people watch the I same feel movie? Like they probably went for it because she's a better known actress. Yeah, but actor. who cares? I, know, I agree. Steph- I'm just Stephanie saying. Sue gave the performance of I agree. The year I agree. By far, then Steven Spielberg won for The Fablemans, which was really really good, and then Martin McDonough won for Best Screenplay for The Banshees of Inisherin. Justin Hurwitz won Best Original Score for Babylon over The Fablemans and a couple others, including Alexandra Desplat's for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard good uh, things. Alexandra Desplat pretty much Desplat does pretty much everything amazing. So anyway, that's pretty much it. And also Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won Best Animated Feature. And now it's to the Oscars with, I think, nominations drop on February 24th. So we'll be keeping on that. We won't be doing an Oscars episode this year because I just don't think it's doable. Okay. It's just a lot, probably. That's fair. I mean, it was a lot last time, but we did get to see The Father, which was mm, pretty cool. And Sound of Metal, which was. Very true. Very, 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 very true. Big, big fans of that. But we any, watched that recently. Very good. Such a good movie. Any final thoughts on any of the Golden Globe stuff or any other news before we go into the MCU Phase 3? Anybody? You're the one that watched it, Braden. Oh, you watched the Golden Globes? <laughs> I watched it on mute. I didn't uh, watch it. You didn't get to hear Gerard Carmichael's uh, things. He, was making, he, he made was some. Jokes. He made he made some some oohs and ah kind of jokes. Yeah. And then Eddie Murphy made a joke about Will Smith, which I was like, okay. That's... He's the only one who can do that. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. You need to move on past the Will Smith thing. I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it was funny for a, a time. I, it was funny when David was, said, "Did you see the Will Smith?" And I was like, "What?" That was a crazy night, man. What are some what of the a, tweets afterwards of people overreacting were some of the best tweets I've ever seen. Oh my gosh! Like, the, yeah, I, like I, this I, is my nine eleven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody said I had PTSD from yeah, it. I'm like, like what? Oh, you just slapped somebody. I've seen that happen on the street. <laughs> they, then again, they, they ain't from Mobile, Alabama. That's true. So said, you know, <laughs> down there in the sticks. <laughs> Now I'm out here in this storm. People are talking about the rain being like hail, and I'm like, y'all not, <laughs> y'all not, not been through it, man. Little rainstorm. I got to spin. Oh, man. I remember my friends would drive across the causeway during storms like this on the regular. The streets would flood. Oh, crazy, um, crazy times. It was a good time. I think about that, like it's wartime. Uh, we, we don't think it is. Not it's a regular day. It's, you know, Mobile is actually the rainiest city in America. By amount That's, of time. We're not it, making that up at by all. By the amount of time it rains, it is. It beats, it beats Seattle handily. Seattle's inches, handily. but amount is mobile. Because it's just. Like yeah. time rained. It just. It'll and get to, it'll every get to, time the streets flood, like no matter. Yep. what. Sounds depressing. Uh, well, but it. Mardi Gras is pretty cool, and also the food is delicious. So 
Thumbs up for Mobile. That, me and Davis have discussed this many times in our 300 years of knowing each other. So, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Going for 400 right now. I can't, cannot wait. But Marvel Phase 3 coming right at the heels of Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. 11 movies, 24 hours of content. Oh, my God. What a chore it was. I didn't even watch two of the movies because we watched them more recently last last fall semester. Or last spring semester, actually, was when I did it. So, Captain America Civil War, now in the essence of time, I'm not going to go through the whole cast list because yeah, that don't. seems yeah. like we, 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 yeah. know. We, we know. We, we know who's we, in it. We know. I mean, obviously, you got all the same characters. New additions, I'll mention Chadwick Boseman is T'Challa and... Then also, let's see, where is he? Tom again? Holland as Spider Man. Tom Holland as Spider Man, and then Danielle Bruhl as Helmet Zemo, and William Hurt returns as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. The Russos back again. Hugh Jackman back again. Or Henry what? Jackman, sorry. <laughs> Henry Jackman as <laughs> what? Jackman. Henry Jackman. Henry Jackman with the score. Henry Jackman with the score. This movie made a bunch of money. It was the highest grossing film of 2016. Didn't get any any uh, nominations or award or major awards for it, but Captain America: Civil War kicks off Phase Three with a bang. Certainly, a lot of hype around this. I remember the trailers. I mean, people were at school talking about it. You guys see, it's just crazy. They're fighting. They're beefing every single time. <laughs> Braden, you said you had some hot takes about this. I didn't let you. I didn't hear anything because we got to keep it for the podcast. But hot takes about Civil War. The floor is yours. I hate this movie. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Why? Well, I think it's mostly because. I was Team Iron Man, and everyone in my entire school was the opposite and used to bully me for it. Bullied you? Yes. Like, ah, you nerd, you're Team Iron Man. Yes. Got into full-on arguments with people about it. That's very unfortunate. Wow. Pretty. Sorry that happened to you. It's okay. I'm sure, I'm sure it really imprinted on your However, life. being so, Team Iron Man is correct, to. but, you know, we, we, we can well, certainly get into you. that. I mean, I mean like, yeah, like, legit, looking looking back on it, like the that so- is the correct way. The, but- Soko- the Sokovia Accords are literally like NATO, basically. Yes. And, and Captain America's like... <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. So this is a trend I notice is that, and it gets a lot worse with a certain television show that we'll talk about in Phase Four. But Marvel's Marvel has a trend of just like allowing their heroes to like experience immense trauma, which makes them do incredibly stupid things and go, "Oh, it's okay. They were really sad." Sure. Like, yeah. oh, Peggy died. Oh my gosh. Well, it's okay. He's acting in completely irrational and can't communicate with Iron Man like a human being for any part of this movie. Like, if you yeah. actually bother to explain any of it. I think this is another movie where it's like it, everything could be figured out. If Especially you just in the fu- in the big fights at the just airport. Talk it out. But he's like, no. Which again, what? The, Why was the fight at the airport happening again? Because they trying were trying to leave the country. So because no, because they were m- meeting at the airport because I think they anticipated that. Yeah, because it was all a trick by Steve's team to get them to bring the Quinjet there. Actually, because there's like a throwaway line where they say, just like you said, the Quinjet's in that hangar or whatever. A throwaway. Oh, so it was kind yeah. of a ploy. There's a lot of throwaway lines in this whole movie. Like, for example, in the fight scene of all fight scenes where you're all teaming up, Vision waits for a dramatic appearance. He like, he like doesn't show up at the you, beginning. Are you saying you wouldn't do that? You're like, oh, I could look really cool right now. He's a robot. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of strong points to it, though. Uh, team team uh, Iron Man, Team Caps of a lot aside. T'Challa, everything with yeah. Black yeah. Panther is yeah. awesome. The fights with uh, Winter Soldier, I really like. They, I, they, I love when T'Challa and Winter Soldier go one on one when he yeah. escapes, and it's like out of suit, out of suit, and it's just awesome. I think that whole that whole fight scene is really, really good. The fight choreography is always good for the Russos. That's always been their strongest suit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way they camera work it is sometimes they do like, what if we just shake the camera really fast and it looks like things are moving a hundred times faster? In reality, I just can't see what's happening. But I think everything with T'Challa is amazing. I think it's. Yeah. A, Probably one of the great introductions of a character in in any MCU movie at this point. 
I think everything with Zemo is really cool. I think the reveal of him being like the doctor and everything that goes there is awesome. I think the fact that they finally get a different kind of villain. It's not just going to, I'm going to beat you guys up until you lose. He's like, what if I just work from the shadows? They haven't really done anything like that since, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think it's good. I think the jokes are horribly mistimed for what should be a very tragic movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the Tony Stank line, I get it. The Stanley came out. I hated it because like Rhodey <laughs> yeah. and Tony had this very heartfelt thing where he's yeah. having to learn how to walk after being paralyzed, and then it's like, "Hey, are you Tony Stank," and I'm like, "What? Why? Classic. Why? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand." Like, le- it's the same thing with like the Harry Potter movies where they just couldn't leave the audience sad because they were going to keep doing it. Leave the audience, let them go home sad. Who cares? This is not supposed to be a hopeful sure. movie. The Avengers broke up. Go home. But no, we didn't get that <laughs> at all. You're not allowed to be sad in a Russo Brothers movie. No. Ev- evidently, well, they finally stuck to it with Infinity War, thank God, and we'll certainly cover that when we get there. But I just think, I think it's just kind of, I don't know, I think there's like the fact that the fight scene, they're all quipping it up, like it just kind of ruins the tension, which is what the right. Marvel movies devolve into at this point, is everything is a quip, everything is I a think joke. this phase is when it really got yeah. bad. I, I think, I think it, it's, it, you see bits of it with Ultron, because you have, right, we talked oh about it. Oh my god, we I was talking about that the other day. <laughs> just to complete, he's like, he's so cool, and he goes like, oh, oh I just said that. Like, why did you do that? Uh, You're so cool. Like, because like, yeah, he's doing this whole t- dangerous monologue like, so about, cool. pa- about parents, or grandparents looking to parents, like, parents make a... Smaller pe- people, children. I, I couldn't think. What of- was the other one where he was like, or whatever? Oh, <laughs> it was when he's like, "Are you going to destroy the Avengers?" Like, I want to kill them all. And yes, that's what he said. Ah, no. He was, he was like, "I'm like, this guy's I cannot so cool. believe the MCU saw that movie, saw people felt about it being just men. They're like, more, more, please." I bet Ultron's going to come back. Oh. No. I just want you to know that. He probably oh, yeah. Is come the, back. the one from What If might show up. But anyway. The, um, oh, okay. We'll, we'll, certainly, we'll certainly talk about that in email. He's an AI, detail. man. He's around. Also, I think my biggest issue cloud. with this relates to, relates to, in part, where everything that follows. And you guys, I think you, you can say what you think about this. But the fact that Civil War does, it, it makes a very good point. It introduces a very interesting concept. Yeah, what is it like from the outside perspective when heroes have massive wars in these cities and people get destroyed? Like, for example, people are like, Wanda, it wasn't your fault. Y- yes, yes, it was. It was. <laughs> Throw it elsewhere, bro. I what? can't control it, man. No accountability. <laughs> Bruh, it was, it was ridiculous. And then the whole, the whole movie introduces this incredible concept. Yeah, what happens? Like, and Capture's like, uh, I think the saving hands are our own. Sure, we just killed a bunch of people on these 50 yeah. floors up, but we're still, we're still good out here. There's a great video by Pop Culture Detective about kind of that in general. Yeah. They're just cops, and they're not being held accountable. Yeah, it, so that's it, enough of that. And, oh. and I think but, just, I'm just saying, is it not true? Uh, it, it is. It, it, it very, it very well does apply. And I think my biggest beef is that no movie later on in the series, up to this point, ever addresses this concept, and is the fact that it's correct. I think Wandavision is its greatest offender because one, that entire show is just why the Scovia Accords were the right call. You know, I could be making this up, but I'm pretty sure in She-Hulk they said that they repealed them. Well, no, but even okay. Sorry, so that that I, I haven't seen Shield, so I wouldn't know. But that that makes sense. <laughs> but even so, that's annoying. No, so and even so, if they repeal it, it's just the concept of these heroes being held accountable is never brought up again. Like even Avengers: Age of Ultron. Like this brings me a good point. How many people did die in that in the whole thing with Scovia? Probably a still lot. thousands. Yeah, still thousands of people, regardless of how many millions you saved. And the movie ends with like a let's team up again, buddies, and it's like okay, what? And and no movie after this is able to address that at all. Castle one always talking about not trading lives, and he's just like, yeah, well. He's just like, Wanda, don't worry about it. it. Happens, man. I'm like, what? I feel like if it was Cap, he'd be like, 
you're getting locked up. Like, for like, the day. That, like that's like, like, did I miss in Captain America: First Avenger when he actually dropped a bomb on New York? Oh wait, he didn't do that because he actually knew what the heck he was doing. He was, it, it's just all. He's trying to push the quip button, but he actually did, accidentally released it's just, the bomb. It's just ridiculous, and I think it's very just. It's annoying that such a not profound concept, but compared to the rest of these movies, a concept that I think belongs in movies like this is just left. And we don't really address it anymore. They kind of do it with Endgame and Infinity War where they put the battle in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Sure. But like, there's never going to be anything else about it. And I think WandaVision is the greatest offender of this entire idea introduced. And we'll certainly talk about that in Phase 4 because I have a lot to say about that show and how much I was angry. But anyway. <laughs> Civil War, though, any final thoughts? I know I've been talking quite a bit. I, just, I have a lot of thoughts on everything, obviously. Mm, I guess I'm probably Team Iron Man now if I have Woo, to choose a team. Uh... I think I think Iron Man I, acts irrationally too. But, well, I mean, no, they're well, both yeah. stupid. But like, if if you were like Davis, you have to. You're a superhero. You have to choose. I'd probably be like, I think we should be. There should be accountability. I, I, I think. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, if like all the countries in the world told me to do something, I would do it. Yeah, it's literally okay, NATO. Like that's that that if, if they could tell you to do something wrong. However, I, I, like, I think the the point the point being made is that it is literally NATO. Like this is not a foreign concept, yeah. and yeah. and people abide by NATO because it makes a lot of sense, and it's a way to yeah. in, help ensure world peace. I think the problem is the movie misdirects a lot of its points. Like, obviously, working with Thunderbolt Ross is a bad idea because he's crazy, and we see that with the whole of the raft, and that's a super absurd prison and whatnot. Yeah. And that, but then Cap doesn't say anything about that. He doesn't say any character concerns about this crazy general that tried to kill the get the Hulk. Which, of course, this movie they said it was like a retelling of Ross, so we're supposed to forget the Hulk. But they also brought him back to the Russos brought him back to make Hulk more important. I don't know. Anyway, the, the Russos and their messaging is never consistent. No. Like, Hulk wasn't instead there. he's like instead he's like um we're still the safest. I'm like based on what? Yeah. Based on what? What part of that? And again, Vision makes the point of the movie where he says our own existence invites conflict, which is the whole. That's the whole point of like nuclear, like the Cold War was just we build nukes, so we're going to build nukes again. That's the whole point, and it's right because it's proven. But Cap's like. Nah. But uh, but Peggy Carter died, and Sharon Carter's really hot. So like, okay. I guess I gotta. Is Sharon Carter her niece or is that her daughter? Great niece. Okay. I think. Good. Yeah. Because if Woo! that was her daughter, then. No. Still bad. Looks for a sweet yeah, from Alabama still bad, Lee, right? But... Uh, no, that. Yeah. No, but Bucky kills Iron Man's parents and then they jump him for being upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like, they don't even like try and like, they could honestly, if you really tried, you could effortlessly disarm Iron Man, but they're like, what if we. What if we tried to snot, kill him? They beat the snot out of him. <laughs> they really did. I'm like, okay, y'all. Like, it's really not that hard. Like, if you like, if you really wanted to try, you could absolutely disarm the dude. With, like, how about an "I'm sorry," not "He's my friend." Yeah, like Iron Man gets very angry, and it's just like, I, yeah, it's just the fact that like, I'm sorry, like he's my friend. Like, what? What? What does that mean? <laughs> so you lied for him? Your friend's a murderer. <laughs> Yeah, also Alex. the movie might break the lore because does Tony does Howard Stark recreate the sol- the super soldier serum? And then there's never any mention of it in the lore again. The whole point of Gamma is that they couldn't figure it out, but Howard Stark apparently invented it. And sure, it got stolen, but his files were just missing. I don't, I don't know either. You're asking too many questions here. Anyway, yeah, I'll give this movie know. a solid 7.5 out of 10. I like it. I give it a 7, I guess. 2. Ow. Oh my God. <laughs> is there more criticism we didn't hear, Brady? Because you can't just give a two. So, and you just got so, so savagely many, so bullied. So many. I will. We can move on, though. I've the only floor, seen it like yours. twice. I can't bring myself to watch wow. it again. Didn't do game film. Mm. What a what a disloyal guest you are. Anyway, <laughs> Doctor Strange, the next film, another solo film, much better. 
I'll go through some of the cast again. Ben, yeah, agree. Benedict Cumberbatch, Tuatel, Edgy of Four, Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong, a very contra- or Mad- Mads Mikkelsen, and a very controversial Tilda Swinton as the H1. I just want to go into this a bit because this is probably the biggest point of contention with this film. The character is a Tibetan man in the comics, and co-writer Robert or C. Robert Cargill said adapting the character as the comics portrayed him would be realizing the ma- or realizing the major Asian Fu Manchu stereotype while involving the film with the Tibetan sovereignty debate. Don't don't offend China in, the, in this in, the, in this in this house. However, not giving one of the few significant Asian roles to an Asian actor would also be received negatively. Cargill compared this situation to the Kobayashi Maru, an unwinnable training exercise in Star Trek. I think it was awesome. a lot simpler. Then director Scott Derrickson wanted to change the character to an Asian woman, but felt an older Asian woman would invoke the dragon lady stereotype, while a younger Asian woman would be perceived as exploiting Asian fetish and be a fanboy's dream girl. This is all according to a Wikipedia article on it, so but it's all cited, admittedly, but do with that information what you will. He also wanted to avoid the stereotype of a Western character coming to, to Asia and learning uh, to learn about being Asian and decided to cast a non-Asian actor in the role Additionally, though the film uses the terms her and she, Swinton chose to portray the character androgyn- as androgynous. I don't really see that, I guess, but maybe maybe change the dialogue then? It wouldn't have been that hard, but I'm not going to get into that either. And again, despite this, of course, the casting received widespread criticism because I get you give me Tilda Swinton and I raise you just cast Michelle Yeoh as the agent one. Like, Yeah. Did, did, I, I just want to bring this up because this is easily the biggest point of contention with this whole movie in the grand scheme. What do you guys think about that entire point of reasoning of wanting to avoid a bunch of stereotypes that I don't think people would have latched on to? Like, if Michelle Yeoh's just doing kung fu and magic, it's because we all believe Michelle Yeoh can do it. Yeah. I feel like they had the wrong idea here. Maybe too cautious on their part, but I kind of yeah. understand where they're coming. I mean, from. I oh no, I certainly under. I think I think changing it to avoid the Fu Manchu stereotype, which is more common, yes. But if you're gonna okay, just change it, and then it's like, oh well, the the old Asian lady. I don't think you'd get that if you just picked someone around Tilda Swinton's age, yeah. who happens to be an Asian actress. I think Michelle Yeoh could have been a good choice. Yeah, like it's it didn't seem that hard to me. I guess unless yeah. she, was, she was unless they tried that and she wasn't available and they were just backtracking further. Kevin Feige later on said it was definitely a mistake on their part, which yeah, she owned up to it. I, I think I think I think I think it definitely was. And then also Cumberbatch voices Dormammu. That's an interesting one as well. Mm-hmm. Film released in 2016, made 677 million dollars and got a nomination for best visual effects. And I will say that's one of the best things. It looks amazing. It does. Yeah, it does. The first mirror dimension fight between the ancient one and Caecilius. Probably the best-looking Marvel movie. At this point, considering the complexity of the visual effects, yeah. I would agree with that, absolutely. Most interesting-looking as well. Definitely. Very fun. I, I think so. I think absolutely. But this movie, it's just... It's yeah. fine. It's like, when I when I was watching, I thought, if people asked me what's the token Marvel movie, I'd say it's this. Like, what's the the benchmark, see, see, you're passing the class Marvel movie? It's probably this one. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's, you know... It's good. It is some cool elements. I like the fact that there isn't a love interest. The, I read something about the writers deliberately flipping it where it's it's um, Rachel McAdams' character's name. I can't remember at all. I'm not going to be able to remember it. I can't uh, remember at all. Let me, let just, me look. just say Rachel McAdams. How about that? Christine yeah. Palmer, yeah. But anyway, her character and Doctor Strange, it's at the end of their relationship where they've come out as just like friends rather than in the middle of, which I like. That's, that's, an, that's a nice wrinkle to it. I don't know, though. I just think it's... I think the most frustrating thing for me is none of, like a lot of the plot points introduced didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like none of them. Like in the end of this movie, he he gives away the the time stone and in his next appearance he has it. And then at the at, like at the beginning of this movie, his characterization in No Way Home makes sense by the end it definitely doesn't. 
And his hands are an issue by the end of this movie, and they're not brought up again. Mordo leaves and is stealing match people, and that's not brought up again except for a cameo appearance in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I liked that, to be honest. I liked it, admittedly. I'm just frustrated that it never went anywhere. Like, yeah. like his, his fear of seeing Mordo should not be that big of a deal because Mordo just left. The last he saw Mordo, he just dipped. And then that's, that's all we've seen. But, what, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on this movie? I know it's, it's just so bland there's not really a lot. It's certainly mm. the most interesting looking. I think that's the biggest highlight for it. Other than that, I think Doctor Strange kind of is, is kind of a jerk. Yeah. Definitely in the beginning. Yeah. Obviously, he gets better. But, like, it's fine. I don't ever – I was never like, oh, I want to rewatch Doctor Strange right now. That never really happened for me. But then, I guess – at what point do we give it credit for being different with that, I guess? Than I, being, I'll give it credit for be, yeah. looking the most interesting. But just, I, yeah, I guess it's just there in a lot there, is it? It's fun. I, I think, I think, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is really good. And I think, I I think it, it carries the movie where a lot higher than it could have been if it was a very, like, without him, movie's probably a lot lower tier just because. I'm still not a big fan of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Interesting. I really was a He's big fan fine. coming out of Infinity War. Yes. Personally, that's when I mean, not, we'll get to that certainly. I think he was one of the MVPs of that movie because that's because I thought Cumberbatch was just a better actor than everyone there, so mm-hmm. it kind of allowed him to shine. Yeah. When you're standing next to Chris Pratt, you look great, <laughs> respectfully, of course. But this movie, I mean, I'll give it another flat seven, six point five to seven. I think it's just yeah. it's it, like it's not there's not there's nothing that's erasable like bad to me. I think where it goes was the poor choice, but it's. It's okay. It's okay. It's just, yeah, I guess this is the unfortunate thing. When, when, when you have 11 movies you want to talk about, some movies, when I mean, Infinity War and Endgame are on there, like this movie just doesn't really register on the radar. Yeah, most of these are just okay, and there's like the three really good ones. And, and yeah. then maybe a really bad one in there somewhere. Mm. We'll get to that, Ooh. won't we? But yeah, that, we'll move on to Dark Strange. Mm. We, we have still nine <laughs> movies to go in the next <laughs> oh, hour and 15 okay. minutes, guys. Let's let's pick up this energy, everybody. Know, let's keep it pushing, buddy. We're Come trying. on, I'm I'm doing it. All right, now Guardians of the Galaxy Volume this Two. This one's good. I like uh, this much one. Much really good. I like, I like this, this one. one. All the usual suspects, except Kurt Russell, appears as Ego. You also get a bit of a bigger role for Sean Gunn, and also Sylvester Stallone. Michelle Yeoh appears out of nowhere. Yeah. That's pretty cool. References to the original comics, exactly. And we'll certainly we could delve into that if we if we need April twenty or April. Of 2017 release, 200 million dollar budget, bigger than the first one, 863 million dollars, the eighth gross, highest grossing film of 2017. 2017 was a crazy year for movies, by the way. Beauty and the Beast made a billion dollars. I forgot about that. Goodness. Yeah, 2017 was like kind of when the billion dollar movie, like craze, kind of exploded. Who's now, seeing all these movies, man? I mean, so hold up. <laughs> so I, I have pulled it up. Let me, let me just tell you guys this, just for so Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which we, re- which we really enjoy. What? Yeah, I was making a joke. I didn't, I didn't hear it, Dave. Obviously oh, not. I was, I was in the middle of talking <laughs> So, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2 is 8th. Thor Ragnarok is 9. And Wonder Woman is 10. But above that, at number 1, is Star Wars The Last Jedi, which made a billion. Oh. Beauty and the Beast made a billion. The Fate of the Furious made a billion. <laughs> what? Despicable <laughs> Me this? 3 made is a that billion dollars. Yes. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, made $962 million. Spider-Man Homecoming made $880 million. And then Wolf Warrior 2, a movie released in China, made made $870 million. So, yeah, that's right, guys. Which, again, it honestly explains why people thought The Rock was a cash cow. Because he had had essentially $2 billion in two movies that year. And The Fate of the Furious is an awful movie. (laughs) Just, Just so we're clear. 
uh, of that. So yeah, it was it was eighth best. It got nominated for best visual effects, and that was the only real big nomination there. Or in best compilation soundtrack, visual media, and the Grammy Awards. And I'll say I really like this soundtrack better than Volume One. I do too. I think I think it has a better mix. Also, yeah. it has Cat Stevens at the end, so that's a thumbs up from all of us who like Cat Stevens. Davis, hold on, I need to see the soundtrack. You don't you don't know Cat Stevens, man? I like. Oh, uh, that's a, there's a Seinfeld reference in there. Oh my god! Just saying. The Seinfeld reference, and it was ran by the cats. Ran by the cat Stevens. Okay, keep going. Okay, I'm, I'm checking the thing. I mean, I think this one is. I think it's a bit overrated because I think people who like say this is the best MCU movie, and I don't really no. see that at all personally. No, Southern Nights is really good. It's good. I, I, I've, I've seen people say. That. I think the opening sequence is really, really good. I think James Gunn, James Gunn is very talented. The opening sequence is so fun. He's he any of his shortcomings as a writer that could be. Attributed if you want, if it's his, because his style is is not as abrupt and abrasive as Taika Waititi's, but it, it's up there. He's one of the more, if yeah. you don't really like it, you're not gonna like his movies kind of writing style. His directive style is is really incredible, and he all, he knows how to direct action sequences better than most people. The final action set piece in Guardians of the Galaxy one was good. Every action set piece in this one I think is really really good. I think the whole opening is amazing. The song choice is great. The title sequence. I love title sequence in movies, by the way. I'm, I, I wish there were too. more of those. They're so fun. Did you watch the holiday special? No, I haven't yet. I'm waiting. Oh, that's for phase three. The four. title sequence in that is good. Four. Sorry, phase four. So many phases. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. <laughs> I thought it was really I'm good. I'm dead I... by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't, Davis. We have so I many. Said we. For oh, the we. Uh, no, oh. I, I will survive, Davis. But again, I think this, the music is really great. I just think it's all. I think I think the chemistry of Zoe Zaldana and Chris Pratt uh, is just really good. My my criticism of Chris Pratt aside, that's just good he, casting. No, he's good in this one. Uh, he's, he's I think good I think as, some of it is good. I think some of his like, oh gosh, you're gonna be really sad. So what if I just scream really like this? And I'm like, please stop. Zoe Saldana kills it. That's time. true. She's she's really really good. And I'm I'm kind of upset she's that they really killed good. her off initially because I think her yeah. ca- she was one of the better actors. In this entire um, oh, she's so good series. in Infinity War. She's so good. I also think Dave Bautista really takes a big step forward as Drax in this film because they also yeah. give more depth to it. Because I was worried that they were going to make him full comic relief, but like he has that discussion with Mantis about his wife, and I'm just like, great moment. Oh my goodness, uh, like really incredible stuff. James there. Gunn's really good at like towing the line between funny and fun, and then also just like a sad moment. Like I- I'll admit, Guardians of the Galaxy one. When he sees his mom's hand reaching out to him, when they're all holding the thing, that makes me cry. Yeah, it's Every, it's, it, it's yeah. a great moment. It, it is. It makes me tear up. And I wrote that down in my notes because I think uh, Star Lord, yes, Yandu, he Michael Rooker is so good. Put him in more movies, by the way. I like Michael Rooker. Uh, I wrote down in my notes when Ego and Star Lord play catch, and it's like one of the stupidest scenes I've ever seen. And then he immediately follows up with Drax's scene with Mantis. I'm like. Okay, I forgot about the the scene already because yeah. I'm I'm too busy getting emotional over that. Don't forget James Gunn wrote Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. Don't forget it. I just, I, just I wanna, won't. That's a great movie. Love that movie. It is the better of the two, and it's just a fun movie. <laughs> Davis just likes his Velma's and all that leather. Anyway, um, <laughs> wow, Alex, if, you didn't if deny. I, if I were hold on, you didn't let me. <laughs> if I recall, when we did the episode, you were the one freaking out about it. Freaking out! You're like, dude, she's in all that leather. Oh my god! Okay, I don't work. That is just gaslighting, you bro. You you want to go back and listen? No, not right now. Oh later, maybe later, maybe later. We're just gonna be. Our, you know, at the end of the day, when we when we finally retire, transistor's gonna hit us with that like breakdown. It's like, all right, here's all your listens from other people. It's gonna be like four, and then all of our other listens <laughs> to us over, Alex over, wrong. over and over and over again. 
we have we have two thousand listens and fifteen hundred of them are just Alex and Davis listening to them as they walk around, live their life, you know all that nonsense. But yeah, what what about this movie? I mean, you guys said it's one of the good ones. So what what do you got to say about a lot of its strong points? I feel like we kind of already yeah, I know. did. Braden, anything else? I, it's just fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's fun. It has emotional weight. Like it, it's actually was able to evoke emotions out of me, which the other ones in this, besides maybe Black Panther, and that's it, are able to get emotions out of me. I agree with that. I, I think. I think it. It also is probably your does a such a great job of being an ensemble. Like it, it gives everybody. No, yeah, something. the team actually feels like a team. Like in Civil War, like no, they don't just, feel like a team. It, it, it never does. But I think, this, I think like, Gun has they're that. the Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they have, have good, good chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, they're hanging out, and, and everybody everybody has you an arc, which is which. Both of you talk, Davis and Brady. <laughs> but knows the thing. She said Jinx. I'm not allowed to talk anymore. Well, if so. I say your name, you can talk. You say it three times, Davis. Davis. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. You re- really, you really, wear- you really wearing there. on me already, man. Look, I'm over here yawning. It's been an hour. <laughs> okay, yeah, and we still got a lot to do, everybody. I know so what I'm saying. Should we get to the next movie then? Alex? Uh, yes. I just won an eight. What? This movie? Oh yeah, I'll give it an eight, eight point five. Honestly, I'll give it an eight point two. Uh oh. <laughs> you are banned from this show. Okay, I got a story real quick. A really quick, really quick one. Go ahead. I was Davis. on Twitter and someone was like rating like a, an album they listened to, and they're like, "I get this one a nine point two one four. Nine point two. Like I have issues with that, but you get to the third decimal place. I don't know how. Very specific. How you like? Oh, I almost gave it a nine point two one three, but you know that the pause, the two second pause in between the the this first song and the next one. Made it two point four one. The the, two, one, the third decimal place is only used for when movies go over a billion at the box office because the third decimal point still represents a million. Crazy. So like that's fine, but I took a lot of issue with that rating. I, I, I mean, I mean this in the nicest possible way. People that go to the third digit on the rating system have an ego problem. Nobody cares if it's a nine point two one four or a nine point two one two. Imagine like the band sees it and they're like, no, I want a nine point two one five. No, <laughs> nobody cares, bro. Go outside. Listen to some better music. If it's only a nine point two one four, that's all I gotta say. One last question though about this one. Um at the final scene, Yandu's climactic death, which is amazing, couldn't Quill have just used his helmet? Which he used in the first Guardians to save Did he not put it on him? No. I thought he No he didn't. Oh. Did he lose it? Uh not that I remember. Ah eh, whatever. Was it not enough time? No, because he he had a lot of time to do it to, uh, to Gamora. In I the thought first he put movie. the thing on. No, he, that was like that was like the shield thing. But the helmet's the helmet. Doesn't matter. I don't know. And the helmet and the helmet. If you wear it in space, it saves the rest of your body, as we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy one twice. So I'll call up James. I'll plot, ask him about plot hole. It. I'm gonna bring it down, I'm gonna bring it down to an eight then it's for that for that reason and that reason alone. Because I got some, I got some grief with that. But hey, post credit scene Adam Warlock, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. very very excited to see how that's all gonna unfold in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And also Stanley, another great cameo there. I think this was his best cameo by far. Where he's the Watchers. At yes, the exactly. And he, he's telling them all the stories. The it's so 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 pretty good. fun. Now next, Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> talk about silence. this movie again, Davis. We, we, we have talked about this before. We have already talked about it. We have. We can. We can. We can like spark notes. So let's get Braden's thoughts mostly. Yeah, our go, thoughts are go ahead. We've talked oh about it before, Braden. Give it. Give it your best shot. No pressure. For far from no home. pressure. Except everybody is listening to you and waiting on your every word. It's fine. I like it. I mean, I think he does a good Spider-Man. Yeah. Anything else? I don't like <laughs> you staring at me. Oh okay. Uh, sorry, look sorry. away, and you can talk. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like that he has like school responsibilities. That's a good point. I, I think that was probably their their best strength to it. I would say that. Yeah, that's a good point. And Michael Keaton's pretty cool. And I like how at the end he's like, "I'm not going to be an Avenger." I thought that was chill. Oh, and Iron Man's in this one. That makes me like it. 
<laughs> David Shelley. No. Sorry, he's, just Iron, he's Iron Man. You had us in the first no. half. Except, except Iron Man's inclusion in this movie leads to the single worst line of dialogue I've ever heard in a superhero movie of all of all time. Do you know what it is, Davis? No. But I'm nothing without that suit. Um, you're Spider-Man, kid. What? Nothing without Tony he's Stark's suit. Him a lesson, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's baloney. Also, the um, I do like Adrian Toomes in this. Also, this paints oh, Iron Michael Man King? in a horrible picture. I guess because he's like he's like all right. Um, I'm going to bring you to a global war against Captain America, the super soldier to end all super soldier, and Winter Soldier, who's probably got more confirmed kills than anybody ever. But then it's like, dude, you need to dial it back. Why you get involved with Michael Keaton? What? So true. He, 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 Iron Man's literally an idiot in this movie. He's an idiot in this movie for no reason other than we need conflict. Just like in... What's the other movie where he acts like an idiot as well? That's another yeah, one down most the line. Of them. Most of them, they just they, they they just write their characters to be like they write Captain America to be stupid or the in Infinity War he's also an idiot anyway. That's that's mine. That's <laughs> oh my mine. Good, so angry. Yeah, I am. And but he pe- looks good doing it. That's all that matters. Okay, wow. wow. Really? <laughs> oh, is that all you see, Brady? Really? I knew well, you how was that. Was that, was that point two in in Guardians because Chris Pratt takes his shirt off one time? Is that it? Mm, gross. That's true. She had to take. I, she like had to, I, I forget she had Chris Pratt. Oh, sorry. Um. Batista, obviously. Obvious, really. Obviously. He never, has, he never has a shirt on. That's true. But it's he all makeup. He breathes with it on. It suffocates him. That's true. <laughs> what? That happens in the game. It does? That's yeah, funny. I haven't played the game. It's I really played the good. game. I heard all the good things. But, Braden, any other thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming? Davis and I both have our own. No. He made $880 million. I like Adrian Toomes. Like, He's cool. I like Love Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Love Michael, Michael Keaton's cool. Keaton. Except- Again, you have to stop talking. Davis. <laughs> Davis. Davis, please. Oh. Um, <laughs> though then even with Vulture there's that one weird scene when he when he like maniacally kills that one dude who's like I thought this was the freeze gun not the disintegrator <laughs> gun that was funny no it's not yes it was I Bad. thought this was the water gun not the flame Davis throw. Davis Davis, if we didn't have a guest here egging you on with laughter, you would hate that line of dialogue. Just no, like I mean, it's a terrible line, but it's so silly. But the way you said it makes it so silly. <laughs> but I thought this. Wait, no. I just like Michael Keaton, and he shows up in Morbius, so you know it all works out. Hey, Doc, I think we should team up. Oh my do God. some good. No. And and what Davis said after that moment, I cannot repeat on the airwaves. I got up and left right when that happened. <laughs> we were in the theater. With what Jason. a movie! What a movie! But anyway, Spider Man Homecoming. I'll give it a. Seven point two. Seven point one. He ain't even listening now. We know he's not. Davis, what are you doing? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Who are you texting? He always does this. He's like, I'm, hey, Alex, I'm, don't worry. I'm just doing my I resume. I just want to say, Alex was checking his phone when Brayden was talking earlier. <laughs> I don't want to hear any gruff. <laughs> gruff? Thank you very much. Let's go to the next movie, gruff? please. The next movie. Thor Ragnarok. On our docket. I love this movie. Thor, Ragnarok, starring all the usual suspects, plus Kate Blanchett, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, Carl Urban. What? The Hell oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, what? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my not, lord. Also, also the Warriors 3 all, re- all return, and Feige called their appearances Noble Ends. Mm. Know about that one, Chief. That the movie premiered in 2017 on a budget of, eight, of $180 million, made $854 million, the highest grossing film of the series, and the ninth highest grossing in 2017, like we mentioned, and received a lot of praise... I don't like this movie. <gasps> I love this movie. I um. Why do you like it, Braid? So I can deconstruct all your reasons. It's just Go so ahead. Silly. It's just fun, Alex. The bar is you so the bar, no, the okay. bar. The bar is so low. Alex hates fun. I'm gonna play the middle ground here because I also think when I originally watched it, like I watched it twice, I thought it was pretty fun. I enjoy it, but 
it's getting major points off because this is the reason we have Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, you can't. No, nope. no, you I'm, can't yeah, do that. I am. I did. It's the I same reason I've, I have beef with Doctor Strange for none of the plot points being explained. It's the same reason, like I brought up Captain America: Civil War. It's set a bad precedent. Never. You can't. This is our show. You can't dock the original movie for something uh, the second movie does. Also, also you, you, you can you can dock it because the just complete unreasonable character shift in Thor is like just not he's not even the same person he was a movie ago. Okay, but it This is when it was Thor became stupid. Yeah, he's also an idiot, yeah. mind you. It is fun though. It's fun. It's funny. It is fun. It's fun. Yeah. Taika Waititi's Chris humor Hemsworth is, is hilarious. Good in this one, and, and then in Thor: Love and Thunder, it's- and it has enough emotional beats that I think Thor: Love and Thunder lacked, yeah. and it handles them well. I think it handles a lot of things like that well. I think again, Chris Hemsworth is great. I think a lot of tra- like it's a serious enough plot that I think yeah. it balances well. I think the problem with the original ones is the plot was serious and. The, there was no comedy, so the movie sucked. Mm-hmm. Like Dark World and the original Thor, which were just God, not Dark not World good movies. So they were just not good movies at all, in my opinion. But I think I think it is it is a ridiculous leap to make Thor just like a completely different character. I get it, but I think it was more like Thor's environment was the issue rather than oh well, Thor doesn't quip like Iron Man, so it's not a successful movie series. No, they just weren't well well made. They he were not. Making, he was cracking jokes. The occasional one, but in this one, he's like, more me. Everyone's like Iron Man in this in these <laughs> movies now. They're all like, oh, Everybody guys. wants to be him because he's so awesome. Okay, see, <laughs> I'm going to turn your mic off in about two seconds. <laughs> if, if the uh, Braden, we bring you here on a guest on our show, <laughs> and your bar is, well, so Iron upset. Man's hot, and Thor's really silly, so teehee, 10 out of 10. That's her last one since it's her birthday. Okay, okay. Uh, anymore, fine, she fine, will fine, be fine, penalized. Fine. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, but, but Loki in this movie, though. Oh my goodness! Okay, first of all, we just gave you actually, actually, we got beef with this because because that that's just wrong because the wigs in this movie look horrible. Don't care. I don't really pay attention to wigs. No, Odin's wig looks awful. Thor's looks terrible. Loki's looks so greasy, bro. Take a shower. Once you play God of War, you can't look at these the same. That's fair. That's fair. Just saying. I just Goldblum's in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Pretty fun. He's the brother to the the collector. That's which true. Is Benicio del Toro. That's true. But, well, both really wow. good casting. Trivia. I, I, exactly. Trivia. I think Jeff Goldblum is really really good because he's Jeff Goldblum. So it's it's all thumbs Pretty up. Pretty funny there. guy. Tessa think, Thompson. Yeah, she's good. She's I think, in it. I think. I think she, she's, she's good in this one. She, the next one, she's they, not good. They don't give her a lot of material to work with. It, it is. I like a, it is a stuffed movie, and you're doing it. Is, it is still pretty short. It's two hours and ten minutes for a lot to happen. You introduce a whole new villain, introduce all kinds of new characters. I think the opening sequence with the reenactment is hilarious, especially that it's Matt Damon. Yeah. And and there's something about Loki, like like Matt Damon says it, and then Thor's character is like, so mischievous because you know I thought it was funny. Yeah. But I also think um, Kate Blanchett's awesome, so that that's right. pretty cool. Like again, it balances the silly elements with a really great villain. Except her powers, I throw swords really fast. Hmm. I feel like they could have done a lot better than that. Because they so they borrowed from Gore's power in the comics, which is summoning infinite weapons, but it's summoning them to just throw them constantly. I have a major gripe with he goes through the development in this movie, like loses the hammer and loses mm-hmm. his eye, and then the next movie they're like, never mind. We'll, we'll absolutely we'll absolutely get to that because I've I've got that written down because that that's a oh, very good point. It. He's got it written down. He, yeah, <laughs> he's got everything written. <laughs> okay, okay. If you combine all Alex's notes <laughs> from all the podcasts, you'd probably have the longest book ever written. <laughs> it's extensive. 
Um, but the people say they like the show, so it must be working out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so all I heard were positive things from you about this movie, but you said, oh, I don't like this movie. <laughs> I'm getting to it. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I was trying to be nice, but uh, <laughs> let's let, let's start with it. It literally opens with a, guys, you're probably wondering how I got in this situation moment, which is not Mac ah, thumbs down. It does that. And then uh, Loki song. has been on Sakaar for weeks, and time apparently moves differently there, but the time on Asgard is the exact same the whole movie, so that doesn't make any sense either. They should introduce that plot point. It's like, oh, Loki's here because time's different, Thor. Um, He's special friends with Jeff Goldblum. No, but it doesn't matter because everything that's happening on Asgard is, is moving at the same pace. Eh. As as if as if the weeks didn't go by. But but she got she got there easily. I don't, I don't know about that one, Chief. Also, let's see. Still to this day does not explain how Loki's alive. They just laugh it off as a joke. And there's nothing to the fact that he died again the tr- like nothing about the trauma of his mother dying is brought up again like Thor the Dark World was a bad movie but Loki's entire arc about his mom dying and the trauma there was the only good part of that movie and this is like t- like Thor does not care that he faked his death again and s- like he's, he's just like I just don't care anymore uh, what that's not a human reaction to anything is he human though <laughs> this one does play Taika a lot of would jokes. love you Brayden anyway um, got her yeah, exactly. Dead to right. So you got that. that. Okay. Also, the whole beginning of the movie, bringing Surtur's helmet back to the Eternal Flame, which is the only thing that can bring Surtur back, is one of the dumbest things ever. Except it's because they have to defeat Hela later on because they make Hela this impossible villain that they can't defeat. So you have to introduce another impossible villain that can match Hela, whatever the heck. Makes no sense. Stupid. Is, is, my, is my contempt for this movie made clear enough yet? Just play God of War if I you want to hear all these you characters. you just hate fun. He does hate fun. But this what? movie is not a fun criticism. Were, were any of were any of those plot points? Oh, because it's so funny, guy. No, those were just those were actual plot. We're not allowed to mess with Alex anymore. Is what I'm hearing. Okay, he's like, like 1984 in here. <laughs> he's gonna turn off our mics and then he's just gonna talk for the last 55. Minutes. I would really like if you guys would talk. So my we voice are is sorry, talking, yeah, and then sorry. you get mad at us for talking. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Davis, 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 I'm going to pull back the curtain here for a moment for the, for the audience and all the listeners at home. Have you discovered that maybe, just maybe, it's a bit? Alex, I just want to, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. No. Uh, oh, my You God, will man. not say that you're running a bit. <laughs> I wish I could curse because I have a joke I could make. I'm not going to. Do I need to turn the mic? No, I'm not going to say it. Okay, okay. okay. You're not playing a bit. That's all I'm saying. Alex is being serious. We need to move on. I say we move on to the next movie. I think we're having a great time here. Black Thor Rag- No, Thor Ragnarok, though, ratings? 9.1. <laughs> is grimacing. <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, yeah, no, nine's fine. I heard the point. I was like, the oh. hesitation was evil on she your knows part, what she's Brayden. Doing. You know. I'll uh, give it a seven. I don't all seven. <laughs> I'll give it honestly. I'll give it a seven as well. I think. I think the plot holes, the, the issues I brought up. You guys didn't have any replies to them when they did irk me. But it is again. It, it, it just is play God concepts. of War Ragnarok. Is okay. All yeah. Say. All I'm saying is though, Kate Blanchett's really great, and that's cool. Chris Hemsworth is awesome. The better. The better. I piece wish of they me- hadn't spoiled Hulk's reveal in the trailer. That the was disappointing. Better piece of media with the name Ragnarok in it. That's probably true. That's uh, definitely true. But the post credits scene, the reveal of Thanos' ship is awesome. Ooh. Really, that was crazy. What's it called? Uh, it's some some weird dark menacing name that's like not dark and menacing because it's just weird anyway Black Panther Chadwick Boseman we're going to go off this because it's all new people Michael B. Jordan Lupita Nyong'o Denai Gurita Martin Freeman Daniel Kaluuya Letitia Wright Winston Duke as M'Baku Sterling K. Brown as Njobu and Angela Bassett as Ramonda Forrest Whitaker as Zuri and then Andy Serkis as Ulysses Klaw I'm so glad he's in this movie I love Andy Serkis 
anyway, directed by Ryan Coogler. Matt, the master Ludwig Gornson, the composer for, any guesses? The Mandalorian. Oh, actually, Braden, you're not that big of a fan. Uh, handled the score, okay. and and it is really, really good. It actually got nominated for Best Original Score. I think it actually won. That's great. And is this, this the only MCU movie to be nominated for Best Picture? It is, and we're certainly going to get to that, Davis. Oh. Yes, you're, you, 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 you beat me to the punch. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It premiered in... in January of 2018 and made $1.38 billion, broke numerous box office records, becoming the highest grossing film directed by a black filmmaker, the ninth highest grossing film of all time, and the third highest grossing film in the U.S. and Canada, and the second highest grossing film of 2018. Organizations such as the National Board of Review and American Film Institute named Black Panther as one of the top ten films of 2018. Black Panther was nominated for seven awards at the 91st Academy Awards. It received nominations for Best Picture, Best Original Song, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and won Best Costume Design, Best Production Design, and Best Original Score from Ludwig Gornson. And then got a bunch of other nominations elsewhere that we don't really need to get into. It's good. I think it's really good. I think it's overrated, but I think it's really Mm. good. So the points I took away from Thor for setting a bad precedent, I'm going to give Black Panther extra points for the cultural impact it had. That's a good point. Oh, that's fair. I, I think I think the cultural impact is certainly huge there. This thing and was huge. It's it's it's, un, it's, un, it's it. undeniable. I think I think there's no it's no doubt moment. about that. Big and, moment. And there's a lot of good moments. I think one the change from the uh, like mostly practical suit to the CGI vibranium Black Panther suit. I don't know why you fix a bro- like if it yeah. ain't broke. They just wanted to have the thing where they could um, take off the helmet with CG. I guess which is I, a bad. Which is which is another bad. Is that a bad precedent? Yes, I, I think I, it is. I, I think I think that could certainly be a bad precedent. But got to go back in time and fix that. Yeah, you definitely do. Because like people were talking about how when Kang did it in Quantumania, it could have been like a. <gasps> but everybody does it, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like they all do it. Like wa- like all the 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 Ant Man and the Wasp do it anyway. But I think it's I think this movie's still really really good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying I to think Killmonger is probably my top. It's probably top three villain in MCU because Namor is really good. Oh yeah, Thanos is everybody likes Thanos. Thanos. Is, Thanos I is really, really love Killmonger though. I think I, I think too. he's I think he's really good. He's so I, cool. He's so cool. He is, and like it's because Michael B. Jordan is great. Andy's oh, okay. I, I said it that time. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll take know, the heat for that one. That one. I also think I still my favorite shot maybe in any MCU movie is when he's burning the heart shaped herb and then the camera's like going upside down. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, Brian Coogler! Like, awesome!" Obviously, uh, T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman are a highlight for this, but I think Killmonger's. So back to the show. Sorry, little little, little break there. You probably are going to notice it when there's a little skip. I don't really have any major criticisms of it, other than the the what are those joke was terrible, and mm-hmm. I still remember the to final this day. fights. Not that. the final the final fight CGI is awful. That's, it's like inexcusably so bad. I mean, it's it's just not major criticism. Like, it's not like plot. Can, criticism or acting criticism. I think it's all well and fine. I think there's a little weird thing where I think it's still very strange that the CIA is like, yeah, sure, T'Challa has a fully vibranium suit, but I'm sure Wakanda's a third world country. Maybe maybe, maybe put some things together, guys. I mean, you're mm-hmm. on the CIA. Then again, the CIA did find no uh, no tie between them and the drug trade, so I guess there's not really, you can't That's really true. bet on them that much, can you? <laughs> And of course, the the other great MCU gripe that I still face is when they slit that one Dora Milaje's throat and there's no blood, and they focus on her falling down. I'm like, bro, there's nothing there. What happened? It's different in Wakanda. <laughs> they bleed vibranium, actually. Yeah, you don't get actually. it. Of course, you, you don't get it. But I mean, it's it still is really good. And again, the significance cannot be overstated. Yeah. No. Can't be understated either. It just it, it was incredible, and the sequel was pretty cool too. Yeah. Any any uh, any any more thoughts on this one? I mean, it's certainly one of our more enjoyable ones. So, Killmonger, 
sitting with Black with T'Challa when he's dying is one of my favorite MCU scenes. Yeah, I agree with that. So, what do we think about the fact that some people think like Killmonger is like an anti-hero? Hmm. He, I think people mistake. It's it's part of the it's, it's one of the villains in MCU. We're like, oh, he actually has interesting motivations, but we have to make him e- like irredeemably evil at some point. So you can't be like, oh, that was an interesting villain, like they did with the girl from Captain or uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're like, oh right. wow, she's actually making some interesting points, and then she's like, oh no, she's just a terrorist now. I thought I. Oh, by the way, this is a disclaimer I forgot to mention at the beginning. I'm going to say it now because I had a thought that I was going to say. Um, I have received word from a couple people that listening to this sh- to our criticism of the MCU makes people feel stupid because they like them, and that's not what we're trying to say. Just to clarify, no, that, yes, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> we don't kidding, we don't think anybody is stupid for enjoying these movies in the slightest. Most of our are when we talk about people that we get angry at, or the people on film Twitter that Davis and I tend to interact with that get mad at you for not liking these movies and get mad at you for like, oh you just don't get it or whatever or act like. We're dumb for thinking we just, Wanda's character is We just feel like they're dumb. not immune to criticism. Exactly. And we feel like the people that act like they are, or like the Thor Love and Thunder crowd that was like, guys, don't remember, or d- don't forget, treat it like it's stupid. What? Maybe it's just a bad movie. Anyway, the point is, we're not trying to allow criticism to anybody for liking them. Just a certain crowd that makes, that criticizes people for criticizing them. And we feel like they shouldn't be immune to that. Because what I was going to say is, sometimes we run into the MCU point where um, a character has depth and people don't know how to handle it. On film too, I'm like, oh my gosh, he has summed up, so he must be like an antihero and somewhat good. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's it's no, this is gonna sound crazy, but it's no, there's nothing wrong with saying that Killmar, Killmonger is just basically a Hitler-like character, which is again, you're gonna be like, whoa, but the dude's trying to instigate genocide for a cause that he feels is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his cause may be more right, obviously, than Hitler, duh, but because he wants he wants more equality, but the dude's still trying to instigate genocide, period. And I think there's nothing wrong with saying that. Or saying a, a a criticism or a statement like that, and still saying that he's a great villain with a lot of depth and background, and Michael B. Jordan is great. But yeah. I think people can't have it that way. It's like, oh well, he must be, you know, he he made some good points. Okay, and? I, I, he's not an antihero. So I know, no. but some some people reach. I've yes. seen them reach that point yeah. where I'm like, whoa. So that that's just was. I was curious about what y'all's thoughts on yeah, that debate. No. Is he's still great though, yes. and that that scene at the end is is great, like you said, Davis. I think all the actors in this are good. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. probably the most talented cast oh yeah i mean when you got angela bassett when you got forrest whitaker in a minor role that's when yeah. you know you've got an incredibly talented daniel kaluuya is just in there he's just there he's just there he just appears and now he's not back martin freeman one. is also there martin freeman's a really good actor i don't think the mcu yeah. gives him a lot to do unfortunately he's the hobbit he is yeah, he's the hobbit he's also in sherlock um <laughs> yeah yeah i guess he, he is what uh, what do you mean you guess i was making a joke he's literally <laughs> oh <my laughs> anyway these two. I, what do you want to rate for this movie? I give it. Uh, I'm going to give it honestly a. I'm going to give it a seven point. Actually, I'll give it an eight. Honestly, I give it eight point five. It is a lot of strong points to it. Eight point one two four. You know, I was going to make a joke with two, three decimal <laughs> points, but I was like, eh, maybe not for this. Maybe, one. maybe maybe we've buried that joke into the ground. We need to leave it there for a while. Let, let it marinate. But no. <laughs> but it's her birthday. Someone oh, got someone, someone, someone got the show and dug it funny. dug it back up. She went and dug it back up, and now. <laughs> We go to probably one of the biggest cultural events of our lifetime, Avengers Infinity War. I remember being in theaters oh, and some yes. dude was dressed as Doctor Strange with the time stone and everything. <laughs> I was in awe. This movie, we're not going to go through the cast because it's literally everybody we've talked about. The only new one is Josh Brolin as Thanos and some minor people as the children of Thanos. I'm not going to talk about that. Also, wait, Ross McQuad as the Red Skull instead of... Instead Hugo of Weaving. Hugo Weaving, because Hugo Weaving did not like being Red Skull, so they just CGI'd and got Ross, Quad, Ross Marquad to do a sort of impression. And then also Peter Dinklage as a dwarf. 
which is that's kind of, true. Which is kind of funny because he's giant. But no. oh, Alex. They, 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 honestly, I think people chuckled when he appeared in the actual movie. And my my, my roommate son was like, I thought that was always kind of funny. And I was like, <laughs> anyway, hard hitting journalism here from Alex. <laughs> truly is. Uh, also, Chris Pratt compared his role to being a guest star as Star Lord in this movie. Brilliant score from Alan Silvestri. I'm going to talk about that a bit later. The movie had a 325 to 400 million dollar budget. It's two hours and 30 minutes, and it made $2.048 billion at the worldwide box office with the fourth, fourth film and first superhero film to ever cross $2 billion worldwide. And its opening weekend was $640 million, which is still crazy. And it received a nomination for Best Visual Effects. This movie, I mean, I mean, I don't really have a lot of criticism I for it, either. which is rare, because you know me, I always have something negative yes. to say. Like, it's perfectly paced. Yeah. Like the only miss again might be that they redo Thor. Like Thor gets a hammer and he gets yeah. an eye, and and I I think considering how involved Taika might have been with this movie, I'll say that maybe the point was supposed to be that Thor finally found himself, and it still wasn't enough. Maybe that's the point because the whole movie's whole purpose is it's a Thanos movie. Yeah. Like he's the main character, and everybody else is just kind of here. Mm. And I mean, you got. The fight with Hulk, which sets up who he, because he's like, let him have his fun. And I remember being in the theater, I was like, like this movie, I mean, this experience was crazy. This was crazy. Like every time Thanos did something, I was like, oh my God. This man, this man, like, like when he messed up Hulk, that dude messed, he hit him with the the knee hit. I was like, whoa. Anyway. I I think a criticism that could be brought up is that they did Hulk dirty again. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think Hulk could have showed up at least one other time. I think Hulk being an allegory for erectile dysfunction is some whack stuff. And then they're like, oh yeah, Hulk off screen. They got that thing. Oh, we are getting, we are getting there. No doubt about that. Davis. I think, I think that's certainly my, was my main criticism. It's like, it's like Hulk is just a punchline. Mm -hmm. I think that's very, that's very disappointing. Hulk's so cool. They just, they've done him dirty this whole time. They never knew how to handle him. And it's because they never got, they, because with the universal rights, they never got a solo film. And that's my, that is my main criticism. But everything else is so well done. Again, I think redoing all Thor's arcs, I guess it's okay to serve the purpose of being terrified of Thanos. That's pretty cool in this. Maybe. And he's, Thor's the MVP of this movie. I mean, it's the first time he finally feels like a god. Mm -hmm. Because I think the other movies have never really, Made at the point where, like, you know, you're always talking about, oh my gosh, we're without Thor, and I'm like, so we can like hit a few people with his hammer. But in this one, yeah, he goes off, and I mean, he holds open the whole thing and he get hit with the star button. You're like, okay, Chris Hemsworth, awesome. Yeah, he did that. It's all <laughs> okay. Very funny, Davis. I think it's all just so well done. It I is. think, I think again, you build up the Star Lord and Gamora. Um, oh, chemistry. They confess their love for each other in their final moment of seeing each other. That broke me to my core. Her death. Oh, there's so many good po- there's so many good moments. In it really, movie. I mean, the death is handled so brilliantly. Alan Silvestri again. I think I'm surprised this didn't get nominated for best original score yeah. because it's really good. I'm sure it does play the same notes with the Avengers main theme, like when Thor arrives in Wakanda. But I still like. I wish I had my phone out when Thor arrived in, Wak- in Wakanda in the theaters just to get yes. like the the reaction of sheer joy and shock. That I mean, the music is so good. It like it's on beat when he catches the hammer. That's it's just... so good. The, oh, it's so good. Oh, in the beginning, in the beginning, when they do the intro with the the title card, and it's just the distress signal instead of the music. Yes. And everybody was like, "Oh man." Everyone's like, "What are we getting?" I don't know if to? I saw this in theaters. Oh what? no! I, yes, you did. You had to. Have. Yes, you I saw did. Game in theaters. I don't know if I saw. Yes, this. you did. I saw. Alex um, says I did. So I guess <laughs> I did. Friend of the show, Corinne and I. We I were talking about in Latin class. No, I know, I know. But we saw it with our friend Lexi, and she was like, "What is this? The new Star Wars movie?" And we're like, <gasps> "I saw this movie three times in theaters." I and think. you didn't I saw invite it four me times. once. Well, Davis, I'm sure you had plans. You're a busy guy, man. I don't know. I didn't. 
I was not a busy guy. You're out in the sticks, man. I don't know how to get to you. Alex is making excuses, <laughs> excuses for not inviting me. Davis, oh my, my bad. I swear you saw it in theaters. I don't think I did. Wow. Well, you missed out because it, it was unbelievable. Oh, I mean, thank it was, you, Alex. That really, really you consoles did. me. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. I, mean, I saw in games. So I got I think, experience a little bit. Not the same. Bruh. End, Endgame was... End, I saw No Way Home. Problem, problem I'll, is, Endgame, Endgame wasn't the same because the movie was bad. We'll certainly get to that when we get there, obviously. <laughs> I think I think Thor, I think he's written re- really well because I think the Russos can get away with all those changes because they have him retell Rocket like, oh, well, how's your life going? And he like starts off with like a joke, <laughs> my brother betrayed me again or whatever, but like it just gets worse and worse. And yeah. then... And then Rocket's like, "Oh well, that's that's really that's really um, a lot. Are you sure you're okay with this?" And Thor's just like, "If I'm wrong, then what more could I lose?" And that is the line of just so good. Yeah. It, sum, it sums up his character so well in this entire movie. And then of course Thanos is just him. Mm-hmm. Like mm. Josh Brolin's really good as him. Josh Brolin is really good. I think he command he commands. It's hard to command such a presence when you're doing just vo- yeah. you know voice, but. James Spader did it with Ultron. Problem is they wrote him terribly with Thanos. They don't write him terribly, so it works a lot better. Josh Brolin's so cool. I remember, yeah, I agree. I remember the line when he says all that for a drop of blood, like towards the end of the fight with Iron Man. I just was like in theory, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna lose. Like, cause that point, he's a god. Yeah, not really, like, but I mean, he he is the basically Titan. the Mad Titan himself. And I love the fact that he he's so co- convinced that he's right. Like, yeah. there's no there's no give to any of it. He like it's his destiny, and he has to get to it. I just really, really like this movie. I do too. Like I just, Davis, you got you got anything to say there? Obviously, you didn't see it in theaters. Maybe you've never seen it. But. <laughs> Look, uh, right here on my notes, I say I wrote. Remember seeing it in theaters? Okay, I don't think that's true. <laughs> you why, wrote the notes. Why would I write that? That's not true. <laughs> I don't remember seeing it. Maybe I just want to impress Alex. Oh, of course, of course, of course, you did. Maybe I, I, I don't know. I think it's, it was just like a giddy experience. It was like it was. All the characters interacting, you're like, oh my goodness. And then, and then I think the fact that you get this like this nostalgic, everyone's interacting, and then Thanos just mops the floor with all of them. Yeah. Like when Vision got got, and I'm like, wow, Scarlet Witch and Vision, who I never cared about ever, because every time Scarlet Witch refers to him as Viz, I audibly throw up in my mouth. But <laughs> other than that, they had me. They had me <laughs> so dramatic. They had me feeling things at the end of that. And, then, and Thanos is like, now is no time to mourn. Now there is no time Great. at all. Oh, he's so cool. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that dude spit bars, and he just got them. And I love how later on, he to- or early in the movie, he toys with Hulk, and then when the ma- the might of the Avengers comes at them, he just kicks him. He's like, I'm done. I want my stone. I want to win this. And yeah, who 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 spits harder bars, Thanos or Bane from Dark Knight Rises? Thanos. <laughs> Thanos, because Dark- Thanos, you can actually understand, but but Dark. Bane was like destroying football fields and being like, "Do not fear, I was born in." He was. You think bars. the darkness is your ally? He was kind of. You really adopted the dark. Oh I goodness. was born in it, molded by it. It's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was wondering. What I'm was sorry. I'm first. sorry. Did, did Bane not take off his shirt enough for you, Brady? <laughs> your spirit. Oh, or my bad. Your wow. Body. My bad. I'm sorry. Wow. If, it, if it was, if it was RDJ going. <laughs> Well, guys. This seems offensive <laughs> to me. I don't want to like, ogling at every single guy. You're like, oh, they're really hot in this. <laughs> I can play both sides. Gamora's pretty hot in this movie, too. I mean, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You guess. She's green. And? Oh. Wow, David. Wow. Are you saying the color that, of a character's skin? Type. is a- She's an alien. Interesting. Okay. I'm just saying. Breaking news. Every Davis movie before this. Whoa! <laughs> oh my goodness! I just can't take put one foot right here. 
Not at all, Davis. Not at all. Whatever. But you were saying. Anyways, though, I don't even remember what I was saying. This movie, though, I think it just does a lot, a lot of things right. I really think. I mean, do you? Have, I mean, other than the Hulk stuff, I don't. I don't really have any other criticism. What criticism? I really do. No that. I actually criticism. genuinely. Captain do America's it. appearance, man. When he caught the, we got the spear. People were getting up and clapping. Though I heard that. I'm glad. I, I read that the writers. <laughs> Wanted to have him show up at the very end mm. and save Vision, and 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 Disney was like, "No, you can't do that." And I'm like, "That might actually be good writing, but kind of cool." Like, yeah. what, like if he got like because his character is nomads. Like, what if he just literally did go off the grid? But of course, that's not really in his character to do that until until a few movies later, and he does go off the grid forever. True. But we'll we'll cover that when we get there. Rate this movie, honestly, nine point five, nine point seven five. I give it a nine. What if I said seven? <laughs> I'll, give <laughs> a, I'll give it a nine. I'll give it another seven. What I mean, so what's your just the Hulk stuff? It just doesn't. I don't want to give it a nine point five or a ten because that's reserved for movies I really like. I, like I just really movie. like this one. I, I guess, really like this. Movie. I think again, Infinity just, War benefits from being compared to lesser movies. But the thing is, if I'm sitting around, I'm like, you know what? I want to watch a really good movie. I want to watch a nine point five movie. I'm not going to be like, I want to watch Infinity War. I do watch this one. Personally. I do too. That's just just me. The end. We didn't even talk about the end. Oh, oh my gosh! I was laughing in the theaters and people were sobbing. Alex is so heartless. I yeah, know. Cr- you're cry- like the Grinch. Crying you're at that like- theater was ridiculous, to be quite frank. You're like, you're like the Grinch. I, I, Which one? I, the no Ron f- Howard Grinch? or <laughs> There's no fun allowed around this guy. No, okay. In reality, um, it was just like, I was just so excited that they finally followed through. Like, yeah. after Ultron made yeah. me so angry for a whole movie, I would, like, really, like, my laughing was not laughing at people. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound like that. I really wasn't laughing at he's, other he's people back getting sad. He's, no. He's taking I, it back. I wasn't. That's not what I, mean. I really just was so, like, I was, like, so joyous that they finally, finally did something and finally sent us home angry mm-hmm. or sad. Yeah. After Civil War had that chance, they're like, oh, Tony Stank, they finally just said, You're done. Fade to black. Guess what? Suck it up, dude. And then the fact that the title credits also went to... We were with the dust. Yeah. That was such a good detail. I love that. Still still do this day. I think that's a great detail. But anyway, now we can move on. Again, I think. Oh, one thing though. Okay. At the end, um, Doctor Strange says, oh, we're in the endgame now. But why doesn't he transport Iron Man and Nebula back to Earth? He can clearly use those portals to do that. And, like, is their journey back to, back to Earth It wasn't really accounted for in his vision. I guess, I guess not. I guess not. And again, there's the whole issue of, is this really the only way they can win? Not really. I don't think so. But that's a whole question for another another mm. time. Of course. But that's just also to make Thanos Thanos. And also, how, how do Thanos and his lackeys know where the stones are at all times? They just know. You're asking too many questions now, friend. You're exactly. going to bump your exactly. score down. And Man and the Wasp, thinking about a movie that will take us less than two minutes to talk about because this movie <laughs> is a movie. It's a movie. I like Paul Rudd. I um, like Michael Pena. I yeah. like Randall Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are uh, yeah. I that's it. Right, I like I like right, the oh yeah. yeah. I like the little move. gimmick of shrinking and growing things. I like, like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, until he until he's kind of okay in this. I think it's Ghost yeah. is kind of cool. Whatever her name I like is, Ghost. Hannah. I don't. I, I don't. I just felt like she was kind just of a so cool power set. I feel like the powers are because sometimes she can grab stuff and sometimes she can't. Underused. Grab stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I think under, did because, she die at the end? What no, I don't remember. I, just, I really don't. Well, it's underused because the movie's only an hour and fifty eight minutes and they have so many things to do. Is she supposed to be in that? Thunderbolts movie? Yes. Uh, which is funny because they're apparently going to go against uh, s- what is the character? It's like Superman but it's like Sentinel or whatever who's like the most powerful villain on Earth and it's like Super Soldier. Wait, Super what? Soldier. Sentinel? Yeah. I think that's no it's um, let me let me look it up right now. Sentinel Marvel. You need like music to play or something. Okay just keep do, talking do, guys. Do, do. No, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. I can't remember what the name of the character is. It starts with an S. But anyway, 
that that's like going to be kind of laughable because it's going to be the Super Soldiers. I just feel like the movie has a lot to address, and it's a very short one, an hour and 58 minutes. It still did make a lot of money. Again, $622 million for an Ant-Man sequel, which is, again, the, this was the MCU basically the peak of its power because no yeah. movie stood in its way. Yeah. I just think the good is Paul Rudd, the bad is everything else. How forgettable it is. Yeah. Like, forgettable, and then there's like... She was a shield operative, but somehow did not come up in the Winter Soldier plot. Like they wouldn't have brought her out of the you know woodworks to mess up Captain America. It's kind of retconning things in. I just I feel like forgot about her. Probably I feel like even like the whole thing with Scott. They're like, oh, we had Ghost. Oh yeah, just like this this movie. Like Hope and Scott's reunion at the end is so short lived because it immediately cuts to like a scene again. Even though they've been at each other's throats the whole movie, it kind of goes nowhere. I just this is the second haircut for Evangeline Lilly. She's gonna have her third in Quantumania. That's true. That's true. She also changed her fighting style for a more feminine approach. Apparently, I read that in in the notes there. Something something about the way her fighting style was more masculine. She wanted to be a a true feminine hero for the film, which yeah. I, she like it like it was a lot of effort. I'm like I don't really know if it paid off. Cause the movie kind of forgettable. Anyway, the post credit scene was really cool. Everyone went to the theaters yes, to see it for that's that. That's why everybody went to see it. Yeah, because because uh, they all uh, Ant Man gets stuck in the quantum realm. They all get dusted. However. This, oh, does, yeah, this yeah. does introduce a very important thing. Time moves differently in the quantum realm, but uh, apparently Michelle Pfeiffer aged in the quantum realm. But also, ghosts, what, what happened to Ghost happens perpetually in the quantum realm, except where Michelle Pfeiffer's character was. And apparently, except where Quantumania will take place. You're so, asking too many questions here. Yeah. There, are, there are no rules. I also Just do not, turn off your brain, Alex. I also do not like how this film is like, oh yeah, quantum realm stuff, like everybody knows what they're talking about in, in this movie and it, again in Endgame, like anybody actually knows. Like they only just discovered how to get there and everyone knows. I just, six. I guess... I'm gonna uh, abstain from. I'm gonna abstain from giving it a... I can't... I genuinely I just like movies so much I cannot give it one. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Seven. Point one. <laughs> no comment. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. He knows what she's doing. Yeah, I know. Anyway, Captain Marvel, Brie okay, Larson. I, oh, I right. want to go ahead and say I still haven't seen this, so I'm going to <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> First time I've ever slipped up, man. Winter break. Winter break. Did you read the Wikipedia something? Yeah, I watched a little thing about it. I know about it, but okay, I can't. Okay. I can't. I can't hang with the big dogs on this one. Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, who's pretty cool. Love Jiman her. Hansu, who return, who's in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Then also you've got Lashana Lynch as Maria Rambo. Um, Gemma Chan is in this movie and also in Eternals. That makes no sense. Kind of kind of breaks the lore there for a moment. But also Annette Bening, a lot of other people, directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Made $1.128 billion at the box office, despite some terrible marketing, in my opinion. $152 million budget. It was the fifth highest grossing film of all time, the 23rd high, or fifth highest grossing film of 2019. Wow. The 23rd highest grossing film of all time, and is the first film to cross the billion dollar mark for a female led superhero movie. I really did not like this one at all. I thought the marketing for it was Really? really horrible. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was like, the world needs a hero, and then all the letters would fade away except for the her, and I'm like, man, Wonder Woman came out two years ago, y'all. Y'all aren't exactly breaking, breaking the mold here. Not to mention the fact they waited for Black Widow's movie until after she died. Mm. They really do care about female superheroes over there at Marvel, do they? I don't really, I'm not convinced. No. Okay, I don't hate this movie, like everybody else. It's just... It's just fine. I think Brie Larson is not miscast, but I think she's given bad direction, because they try and make her quippy like everyone else, but I just don't think that's her game. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think I think I think Brie Larson would have worked as like a 
a Wonder Woman type character where she's more stoic and isn't just cracking jokes the whole time, but instead they're like, no, you've got to. She did make, gotta make fun again. Sense. Don't forget about that. What? I don't, I don't even. I don't even know that. What? It's from Twitter. Of course. Yeah, every, everything's from Twitter. She I think made, ben, she did make food fun again. Of course she did. I think Ben Mendelsohn's pretty cool and the scrolls are pretty cool. I like Ben Mendelsohn. He's pretty cool. He's great in pretty much everything. The scroll concept is pretty cool. I like that. It, they introduced it well. The practical effects look really good on them. They do. But it's just. Uh, I like Colson. Colson's showing up's cool. Samuel Jackson looks really good for de aging, by the way. I thought they, they did a pretty good job for that. Oh! But then his, his entire. The last time I trust someone, I lost an eye. You need to keep both eyes open. Seeing he's actually oh, I got scratched in the eye by, by, by a, cat. a cat. Cheap joke, whatever. Bad joke, bad joke. Never Why? scratched by a cat, Alex. Um, many, many times Pretty actually. Vicious. I I have a lot of cats. Flap. Yeah, of course. Bonsai. Of course, Hazel, the Hazel. The, the, the the number one contributor. They love me. If we walk by the stairs, she starts swiping at me. It's they crazy. love me. She didn't like me very much at all. Yeah, big, big that's his cat's names: yeah. Mudflat, Bonsai, and Hazel. One's a transformer. One's based on something from World War II, and Hazel's just because Hazel, I guess. My mom really likes her. Anyway, um, I don't know why we're talking about my cats on the podcast. <laughs> no, why not? I was kind of hoping to make it all six, seventy episodes of this show you without can, like, talking about cats. Like bleep them out. He'd be like beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, they're all actually really bad words. Anyway, um, seven. Wow. Oh, you're like scathing over there. Like, yeah, I guess like an eight. No, I wasn't scathing. <laughs> I wasn't scathing. I said it's like a, I go seven and a half. I, just, I didn't like it that okay. much. Like it's just, it's just I abstain. A seven. Now, Dave, you better not abstain from Avengers Endgame. All the same. I've cast. seen this a few times. Not not talking about any of it. Really good score from Alan Silvestri again. Longest from the MCU, three hours and a minute. Three hundred fifty-six to four hundred million dollar budget. It made two point seven nine eight billion dollars, including. $1.2 billion in its opening weekend, which I don't remember making that much money in four days. That's unbelievable. It, it, was, break, it broke every record. It was insane. It I was, remember that. I it saw was this one. unbelievable. You couldn't buy a ticket. It was crazy. Mm. It was un- I mean, it, I'm looking at some of like the numbers here. The previous record for opening weekend was $640 bil- million, and it broke that by double. It was the fastest film to eclipse $1 billion and $1.5 billion, doing it in five days and eight days it also crossed $2.5 billion in 20 days, which was faster than Avatar's record of 72 days. So, lapped him a few times there. Received nomination for Best Visual Effects and is the most viewed article on Wikipedia of 2019, garnering 42 million page views. Mm. Pretty incredible there. This movie, guys, I mean, mm. I don't like it at all. In theaters, I liked it. In, and then yeah. I rewatched it. In theaters, it. I was glued. And then out of yeah. theaters. Oh, my goodness. The time travel, I think, is ridiculous. Boring. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, when you boil it down, the fact that Captain America is there, but he wasn't there, doesn't really make any sense unless he travels back. The only maybe. part that I would probably rewatch is, like, the final, the climax. I like the portal scene. But then after that, I just that, get mad. Yeah, that's the climax. I mean, yeah, and then, then yeah. I like, mean, when, I think, when they blow up Avengers headquarters on is probably, like, all I'd watch. Yeah, I think yeah. I think everything up to it, I think, horribly wasted Black Widow death by just playing the same notes. Uh, I, like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, most of this movie was nostalgia. I could, I could, you know, look past anything. But this, I could not keep a straight face when they're both trying to kill each other by running yeah. off a cliff, and then, then, then Hawkeye like runs and like looks at her and like smiles. I, I couldn't take it seriously. I could not take it serious at all. Also, I think he, he would have tripped. <laughs> have you ever tried to run and like look at someone to your right? I'm like, I'm being so serious right now. No, you will trip. Okay. Like I, I used to go on runs with my friend Jacob. You know Jacob, yeah, of course. And like we tried to talk. But if I like looked, you you would fall. Like I'm so serious. Okay. I think you would trip. I, be- I believe you 100, percent Davis. I believe you 110. percent Oh wow. I think I think that was just you could have just, just made a, a in game reference there. 
I believe you 3000. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. I, it took it took me it took me a second. Yeah, it's so cute, isn't it? Um I think that additionally what was I trying to say? That the fact that everyone just shrugs off Hawkeye being a mass murderer is kind of absurd. Yeah. Like sure he's killing bad guys, but he probably killed thousands of people at this point. Yeah. Man's hey. been on the hunt 365 days a year for five so it years. Goes. Again, that 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 could use the oh well he his family went missing so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Trauma is a great excuse to blow people up. Okay, okay, okay. He was just sad. <laughs> so the opening like, again. Honestly, okay. Here's how I would watch the movie. I would watch like the first 30 minutes, mm. which is Hawkeye's family getting dusted. The whole Steve at oh. the therapy talking with talking with uh, Natasha going to Thanos' headquarters. All that. Yeah. I like when Ant-Man comes back. I do really like that scene. I like that too, yeah. except again, Ant-Man doesn't age a day in, qu- in the quantum realm, but Whatever. Michelle Pfeiffer aged. Who that doesn't really make any sense. Who cares? I also think one of the <laughs> most misguided jokes in the history of the MCU is when people in my theater laughed at the I went for the head comment by Thor, which is not at all a joke. They and laughed at that? Yeah. My theater laughed. Oh. And the whole point is that he's, he's, he's got PTSD and the man is like losing Did his I mind. Did I see this with you? Yes. Oh, okay. okay, we have to talk about make it Thor like fat and like oh that's a joke, haha. So I've got I've got a great I've got a great quote here from the Russos that we can absolutely deconstruct. Whatever. So let me see. So, so Anthony Russo added, quote, even though there's a lot of fun to be had in the movie with his physical condition, it's not a gag. It's a manifestation of where he is on a character level, and we think it's one of the most relatable aspects of him. I mean, it's a very common sort of response to depression and pain. That's just the Russos making stuff up. Cause uh yeah. It is a gag. It is a gag. Like, one of the – so two two of the, the worst jokes in the MCU, in my opinion, though I know you want to talk about Braden's, so maybe I'll let you go first. No. Oh, okay. The sorry. Infinity so, Cones. That, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that, okay, that's top three. So number one is Thor's incredible um, moment with his mom, which Rene Russo is really good in this, by the way, which yeah. is not traditionally that good. The Waverly Place? I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the worst joke I've ever heard. Anyway. What? <laughs> So so it's all this emotional be be who you are, don't be who you are expected to be, and then it's like, oh wow, so many emotional and then she says, Eat a salad. Uh-huh. What? Oh my goodness. That, it's not a gag. Okay. And then they made it a gag. Then then they made it a gag. And then later on, Hulk is about to step up in front of the Infinity Gauntlet. And then Thor, who's genuinely very depressed, is talking about do you know what's flowing through me? Lightning. And then and then of course Rhodey says, Cheese whiz. <laughs> There was a time where he called... It's not a gag. Then don't make it. It's not like, what? It's not that hard. Sorry. Very upset. Did you have something to say about it, Braden? Oh, oh I, yeah. I can't... I, the only thing I can think of now is Joe Russo in the therapy scene being like, my husband. And people are like, oh, wow. Gay icon. <laughs> what? Really, the hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> Station manager of the year over here, everybody. She's getting my vote. <laughs> Thank you. IBS Awards hear this. Oh my god, <laughs> we must give her the award, or we're going to go bankrupt. But I mean, I just think, I just think, like, what, what, about the Thor thing that you want to talk about. I mean, what, what other? I mean, you've said everything. It was just stupid. Yeah. I, I didn't appreciate. Does it didn't age well then? It doesn't age well now. No, it's, it, it wasn't good in the moment. It's not like like for example. Uh, apparently, they planned on having him like shape up in the middle of the movie, and then her Hemsworth was like, "No, and, like maybe that's when you tell the actor that's not." I mean, because it it continues to be a gag up until the very end, and then mm-hmm. they just forget about it. But then it becomes a gag again, and it like because it's not like his he fixes anything, so it's clearly a gag because it's yeah. all a running joke. And then of course we got Hulk to talk about Davis. I mean, you talked about Hulk was mistreated in Infinity War, and now here he is. Well, yeah, they all of his development is off screen. Yeah. They, that's what I was gonna say. I, I can't, oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to take her all the <laughs> yeah, all the, the development now. was off sorry. screen. Yeah, 
I mean, that's really sorry. They could have done it on screen. It would have been cooler. I don't. I don't mean to. They just done Hulk dirty throughout the entire oh, MCU. Oh, and in the final battle, they have Strange like just messing with the water the whole time. Dude was the MVP of Infinity War with that incredible fight with them. It's like you got to hold this water, you and and everyone's like, well, he has to. Well, don't create the water. Why, why yeah, you that? made your own. Plot he could have made problem. a really big cup. Did you think of that? <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> that was really funny. Actually, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. No, Davis. It wasn't. I'll give you that, Davis. That, that was pretty. That Sorry, Brayden. You get. You're outvoted. Yeah, on this you're one. outvoted uh, again. You're voted off the island again. <laughs> get out of here. I also think the fact that like um, Hulk is just like living it up, having fun. Like, the, like this. He's like, oh, hey, Hulk up and taking the photo in the Waffle House. What? <laughs> he de- it's not Waffle House, but he whatever dabs. it is. Good for him. Oh yeah. <laughs> whatever. No, not good Damn. for him. <laughs> Man, you be sad like everybody else. Where's the depression? Hulk out. Mark Ruffalo is always playing a cop. If you think about it, <laughs> or a journalist, Hulk's a cop. They knew. <laughs> they knew, <laughs> and they did nothing. He's a teacher in the Adam Project. That doesn't count. I didn't think about that one. Nope, <laughs> count. <laughs> not a real movie. It goes, against, okay. my, it goes against my point. It's a, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie, so it's not real. Anyway, um, I will say the portal scene is pretty cool. Uh, everything with the I'm gonna hit the cap on your left thing. What did he say? Hey, hey Steven, put, put me on. on. Left. <laughs> what? That, that's when you just eat the popcorn, though. That's when you eat the popcorn. It, it has good moments, but they don't outweigh that this movie's not that good. True. And respectfully, the. Uh, like, if you the, just watch the good moments, you're like, yeah, this is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Then you watch the whole thing, you're like, this is not that good. I'm, I'm going to say this respectfully. Uh, the girl team up scene is one of the worst scenes in the history of cinema. He's not getting my vote for station they, manager. They just, they, they, wow. just have, they appear across the battlefield. What is that? Alex Come. hates girl fun. No, because the, eat your popcorn. The man. one in Infinity War was awesome because they, yeah. they there was a reason they were all next to each other. and It made sense, but this one, no, pull. they they just appear out of thin air. A lot of things happen like that. Though. And like in reality, your best no, person, to, your best person to probably carry the gauntlet was Thor because he's you know Thor, the god of thunder. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know, man. I don't know. I also. I also think um, Captain Marvel set up something poorly where they made her so powerful the movie doesn't know how to handle her, so they just throw her away. True. Which is unfortunate because you like to see that continued and you don't really get anything there. Also, the, the joke about her getting a new haircut by Rocket, bad joke. And again, <laughs> let's talk about time travel for a moment. Does it make any sense? Not at all. I, I still can't wrap my head around why it doesn't make sense, but I know it doesn't. Like, because you're – so I, I have the quote. It's like, um, if you go to the past, then your present becomes the past, and then that past becomes yeah, your don't future. Even, don't try to explain it because I And it to. doesn't make any sense no. because they, they have to return the stones to the exact spot, but then Loki – that means that Loki leaving with the te- Tesseract doesn't really matter, except it does, except it doesn't, except it does. Then Steve's able to go back, but then I'll stay in the same spot – and, and they return the same to the exact moment. And, and, and since you can't go back and kill somebody, that also means that it won't have any actual effect, but then it will have an effect. So they could have killed Th- Thanos. I don't get – yeah. Him going back makes no but sense. Then, but then Thanos coming forward in time and dying. So what happens to the Thanos that's in the past. there? It, it really it really is a – we didn't want to have to think out uh, to avoid those time anomalies, so we're just going to explain them away. Hmm. And, the, and the people said, defending it, well, it's time travel. There are no rules of officially time travel, but their – Their own rules don't make don't, don't make sense, especially with Captain America showing up at the end. And then how do we also feel about two deaths? No, it was Joe Biden at the end, man. Joe <laughs> Biden showed up. Also, like, cut the malarkey, his whole character arc was not – like I don't feel like he would have gone back in the end. He wouldn't have, but Chris Chris Evans' contract ran out. <laughs> well, still, uh, he could have died. 
I, I agree with that. What's he even up to now? I, What's he doing? I have no uh, idea. Oh, he should have been. He should have been a free guy. He's filming a lot of movies. He was in Knives Out. Uh, he, he's going to be in a new movie with. Arnold was Knives Out after Endgame? Yes. Uh, you don't sound very sure there, Braden. No. no, it wasn't. Oh wait, yes, it was. 2019. Because <laughs> Endgame came out in 2019. Take that. Mm, those are kind of concurrent. Oh. Uh, I don't feel like he was like, okay, I'm done with Captain America. Now to do Knives Out. It was probably kind of at the same time. Oh, yeah, he it, was in The Gray Man on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That was Russo Brothers. Apparently, yeah, apparently bad movie. I, I think it's just very – I think I think it is very contradictory. I also think the fact that only two characters die out of this whole – like three really, but out of the whole thing. Like because Gamora comes back. We get Gamora back. Nebula dies once but still Nebula. Hmm. All we lose is Iron Man and Captain America in the biggest fight of all time. I just don't like how these fights become canon fought. Like you're not worried. You're worried about the very end, but they're like that thing is when watching it back. There's no tension because nobody's gonna die. Yeah. Activate instant kill mode happens. Like it just there's no tension to the final battle whatsoever in any of it. No. Uh, there, when when the big three face Thor or face Thanos, that's an amazing that tense filled yeah. fight scene. But the rest of it, it's just cannon fodder because you know nobody's gonna die. And then Iron Man dies, and and Peter Parker spends more time with Iron Man than his wife. So. And then Tom Holland stops acting once he is done with his moment. If you watch, yeah. really? If you watch, you can see him like stop crying. Like, I need, he just I need goes, to watch like, that. He, he goes. He goes fine again. I'm gonna give this movie seven point two five. Braden, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Can you guess mine? What are you gonna say? And I, are you are you gonna change it or is that what you're gonna no, stick I'll with? No, I'll keep it. Okay, Davis, I'm gonna guess seven. Seven. Whoa! Oh, wow. And that brings us to the last movie of the MCU, everybody. Spider-Man Far From Home. The last Jake. movie ever oh, in the, the MCU? Oh, the MCU Phase 3. Yeah. No, that's it. This, is, this is the last one. Shh. I'm sleepy. Anyway, um, Spider-Man Far From Home, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. We've talked about this before, too. Uh, we can made leave, we over can let, a billion. We can let Braden handle this one oh, more. No. Made We've over already a talked dollars. about it. Like A July 2019 release. Seventh official Spider-Man solo film. We've talked about it before. Yeah, like our criticism I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Still not a big fan of this movie. Doesn't feel very Spider-Man, but it's fine. Seven. I think it like Jake Gyllenhaal. Even yeah. though I like his portrayal, we don't. No, we don't. We don't like Jake Gyllenhaal. Apparently, um, I'm not I think, a Swifty. I think. I think. Well, it, I probably shouldn't though. From what, what was the deal with that? <laughs> he's 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 a fine actor. All I can yeah. think of is his interviews for the Strange World thing, where he's like, "This movie's pretty strange." <laughs> He's so silly. <laughs> I can't even remember my criticism for this movie either. Honestly, just, I just thought it was. It's not a Spider-Man movie. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, oh, I think I th- I hated how it laughed off the fact that uh, Peter almost blew up his bus. It was oh, like, yeah, yeah. guys, oh, practical yeah. joke. I almost I, I, almost, like, I almost set up a nuke. Still has all the Stark stuff. I'm not a fan of. It, it absolutely does. He's so obsessed with him that he's like a villain now. Yeah. Oh, you mean that Stark makes somebody a villain? Barf. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- oh my God, Barf. Ugh. I, in the moment, I thought that was kind of fun. But after no, I, I, I do I do not like how Spider Man does not have his own villain for the second time in a yeah. row. I I just think that it also the final fight scene is again it just mm. I don't know it just doesn't like also the scroll twist kind of makes no sense at the end where it's like oh the like Nick Fury is a scroll I forgot about, I forgot about it that. it doesn't yeah, really it doesn't. like why would he do that other than it's a gag. I like the ending where it reveals that Spider Man is Peter Parker. That's pretty cool. I like that too. And, and then ending that Nick Fury's in space. I, I think it's yeah, it's a seven again. It's just not very Spider Man. I think it it carries a lot of Homecoming's faults with a lot of without a lot of. It's just Homecoming two, honestly. Yeah. Good villain, not really does a lot of Spider Man things wrong. Too much Stark. Never too much Stark. 
you you need help. <laughs> you, you, need, you need clinical help. I'm just gonna say that right there, right there and there. Wow. I mean, uh, yeah, but not for this reason. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. All right, is that all the movies? I think so. I'll give this seven as well. Seven, 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 seven. Just, got yeah, three there you go. Woo. There you go. And that wraps up the MCU oh. Phase Three. But we're not done with the show, guys, because the show never ends. We got some trivia. We got some trivia. We got some. What have we been watching, yeah. Davis? I'm gonna see what I've been watching over the, oh, over the break. Go, go ahead and do it. Go quick. Cause I got a lot. I recently watched The Eternals. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked wow. it. Wow. Which I feel. I feel. I, like I, it feel, too. I feel. I feel I like. Seen it. I was like, I'm supposed to hate this movie, and I was like, at the very end, I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I, I started watching West Wing again because I never finished. I'm he plays. He plays so, basketball with Juwan Howard. He did, but it's, but it's, <laughs> it's instead of they just picked a dude from Duke. Like, why don't yep. make him Jawan Howard? That's what seemed weird. I watched The Fablemans mm-hmm. over the break, which was really, really good. That was a really, really good movie. Spielberg is just. He's him. He just makes so many good movies, no matter what. A lot of, a lot of anti-Spielberg discourse on the TL lately. I know. I don't know like, why. Well, he's not that artsy or whatever. I'm like, the, okay, so what? The dude, the dude made some of the best movies of all time. Like, it doesn't Schindler's matter. List. I feel like that. The dude, the dude edited Jurassic Park while making Schindler's List and dropped both of them in the same calendar year. Insane. The greatest blockbuster film of all time. Well, the first one at least. And then Schindler's List, which is... Arguably one of the greatest. Yeah. One, one of the top one movies of, of all time. Convince John Williams to do that movie, which oh. makes it from a nine to an eleven and a half already. I mean, I just think the anti-Spielberg criticism is un, un like because yeah, Fablemans is definitely more artsy than his previous pieces. But who cares? The movie, the dude makes amazing and fun movies. Yeah. It ain't a flaw if you make fun movies, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Also, I saw Avatar. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun with that one in, in the theater. That was that was a lot of fun. I peed like five times, which was terrible. I missed so much. In the theater? No. Yeah, I, I, he, I, had a, he had a bucket. He no, no. Actually, they put our popcorn in a bag, so when it fell out of the bucket, it was just still in the bag. So we just kept like going in the plastic. It was weird. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all I watched. And I watched Glass that's Onion. It? I okay. watched Glass Onion. What'd you watch, Braden? Uh, a lot of random stuff. Memories of Murder. Name them all. I'm going to name all of them. I want to watch that. You're going to name all of them? There's so many. Name all the ones you've seen. Just consult your letterbox. Memories of Murder, The Prestige, Nocturnal Animals, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Fargo. Watch Bullet Train for the first time. It's good. Okay. I know boys obsession with Bullet Train. If you're you're allowed to be obsessed with Robert Downey Jr., I can like Bullet Train. I forgot some movies I watched. Oh, my God. What? Say them. I watched Uncle Buck, John Hughes movie. Really Uh funny, actually. I just watched Prince of Egypt yesterday. Watched The Menu another time. Most of the movies I watch are MCU movies, which is why I didn't mm. list them. And then I also watch Contagion. That movie's crazy. Love movie. that movie. Great concept. I think poor execution, but a really like good Matt concept. Damon. Matt Damon's like, I'm immune. He just keeps doing that. <laughs> what happened to her? I'm immune. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Sorry, and, you got, no, I'm immune. Bro, Jude Law's Alex Jones is crazy. I just want to say, he could have been lying that he was immune. Why'd they just let him go through? Just saying. <laughs> just, just like what else are like? Oh, I'm immune to COVID. They would have been like, "No, you're not." <laughs> oh my god! My teacher here. announced in class today that uh, COVID, um, the university now treats it like any illness. So uh, an at-home test picture is like not like valid. You have to get an like actual test at the clinic yeah. or at because it'll just be like a normal. You know, yeah, you so. don't get it. Excused also, absence. Yeah, and I also I saw that on TikTok on the non-university Wi-Fi, but it, well, it's that, not excused. What? Mm-hmm. It, well, no. If you if you have like a doctor's positive test, Ooh. but like just the like you know years like the at home like, test doesn't month y- a year ago it was oh you have COVID don't tell us anything go to bed basically mm-hmm. but now it's anyway that was just yeah. a random random side note because I was thinking about contagion. Yes, some more movies. Oh, some more embarrassing movies, but okay, you don't have to name them. Sam, say um, interview the vampire. That's true. Are you reading the movies that I? <laughs> that was a crazy movie. It's an awesome movie, except Kirsten Dunst is twelve. How awesome is the right word. 
<laughs> I watched Lady Chatterley's Lover. Horrible movie. I can I can imagine by title alone. Wouldn't recommend My Best Friend's Wedding. Horrible. I explained the whole plot of my best friend's wedding to a girl in the JFK airport, and this lady butted into our conversation and was like, you should still watch this movie, though. It's really good, because I was just hating on it. But it's a bad movie to watch it. <laughs> I believe that, it being a bad movie, of course. Yeah. National Treasure. Of Classic. Course, of course. Davis, I think we got, you got to take a trope, we're almost about out of time. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. I'm going to name all the ones I watched that, that are shown off my activity. I watched Coach Carter, He Got Game, Avatar, The Way of Water, Paid in Full, Zoolander, Training Day Again. John Q, Inside Man, again. See How They Run, Glass Onion, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Fences, uh, Love and Basketball, which I really liked, Antoine Fisher, Prisoners, Steve Jobs, Blade Runner 2049, The Banshees of Anna Sheeran, Annihilation, Margin Call, and the original Blade Runner, 310 to Yuma, On the Count of Three, and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And I rewatched Pain, Pain and Glory. Mm. Wow. That's quite a lot. I watched a lot of movies. Which is... I only rewatched like two, which is a pretty big milestone for me, if you ask Alex. But he's it, not listening because he's on his phone. I was looking at something. No, weren't. Well, you say it again, please, Davis? <laughs> no. Please. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear the no, trivia, Alex. No, say it Alex. again. Say it again. I said I, it, was a big, it was a big milestone because I only rewatched like two movies. Oh, yeah. That's true. I you, watched you, a lot of new you, stuff. You do rewatch a lot of stuff. That's that, that, what, when you watched uh, Hell or High Water 30 oh, times. I might as well watch that later. No! It's no! a good movie. Davis, I was kidding. There are but more movies out there to see. I want to watch Pain and Glory again. Very good. I have it I rented if you want to borrow it. You can log in. I'm going to have to do that, Davis. Before the trivia, we got the Ministry of Truth, Davis. Apparently, oh, Timothy Chalamet's agent said that he has not auditioned for a role in seven years. After they said he auditioned for Gladiator 2. So apparently he's just been getting roles. And this, this I raises, de- I believe believe it. This raises yeah. an interesting question about, like people are saying it raises a question about privilege, but nah. also if you're, if you're really good at your job, yeah. like. He's been good for a while. He was an interstellar in 2014. Yeah, he's been good a long time. And he's, sure he, also he, sells, he also sells tickets. People watch what he's in. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe that he hasn't auditioned. Yeah, I believe that too because he's that. I mean, he's that. Maybe good. he called. He's like, "Hey, is this available?" That's not an audition, though. Yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah, I, he's like, gonna be Wonka. Like some, some some and some actors have not auditioned before either. Like Chadwick Boseman did not audition for T'Challa. He just talked to the Russos about what they were thinking. And, I feel like that a lot of actors do that. Yeah, like Brad Pitt has probably not auditioned for something in years. Why would he? Brad, I mean, you know, you're getting it's Brad Pitt. Like that thing is, if, if you want, if you have my dags, if you have a big cattle and and. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> There's one for you. Chalamet has a not a big catalog, but a, enough of a catalog to yeah. where it's like people know what they're getting in the guide. Not like he's gonna wow you. Yeah. So I feel like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, trivia. 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 Indeed. Don't answer it. If you know it, don't answer it. Okay. Kiwi Kwan won Best Supporting Actor at the 80th Golden Globe Awards, and Brendan Fraser was nominated for Best Actor for his performance in The Whale. What movie did those two actors star in together? Do you know it? Yeah. Don't say it, though. How do you know? Because I saw them take a picture together the other day. That's true. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, also, Kiwi Kwan's speech was so good. Yeah, shouting good out, on it was talks. so good. Shouting out uh, Spielberg, taking a picture with Spielberg, and then Michelle Yeoh's speech was so good, too. So awesome. And they awesome. tried to play her off. Yeah, how they also, dare. They also tried to play Colin Farrell off, if you saw that, his speech. Right. And he was like... You like, understand, that's like the only thing we go for nowadays anyway. We want to see what these actors have to say, because it yeah. tends to be amazing or heartfelt or both. I don't listen to the speeches. <laughs> She's just there for the see who wins. Bro, bro, I don't know about that one. And who plays Snake Plissken in Escape from New York? You know that one? It's MCU related. Wait, what? Who plays Snake Plissken in Escape from New York? Just um, know that one. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. It's Jude Law. 
I'm just kidding. It's not too long. Guys, you love playing Alex Jones again. That'd be crazy. crazy. Any final thoughts before we wrap up the show, guys? I started watching this movie called like Side Effects with Jude Law in it. Interesting. And Rooney Mara. And it was okay. And Chatting Chatting Tatum. It was seen Talented Mr. Ripley. I've not. Jude Law's pretty hot in that one. So that's all she thinks about. I had to bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, let's hear your intro so we can get out of here. Outro, Davis. Outro. Outro. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Lens, our first one in a month and in what will be our final semester on your airwaves. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you have any thoughts on the painful experience that was the MCU Phase 3, you can reach out to the show directly by following us on Instagram at Through the Lens Weagle. That's Through the Lens, W-E-G-L. We'll be back next week to discuss another franchise that has owned the box office for years, James Cameron's Avatar series with special guest Adrian Rushing. This is Alex Houston alongside my co-host Davis Carroll and special guest Braden Haynes signing off, and we will talk again next week.